Tuscaloosa's longest-running sports show. The biggest goal of our team, especially in the first half, we at Bama, we're trying to be the best. Always is to win a national championship. Something cool to look back on. We don't want to waste the failure. You're inside the game. The game. John Mechie on the ground. Appreciate your interest in the game. On your home for Alabama sports. Alabama wins. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. Now, now, here's your award-winning host, Ryan, Ryan Fowler. And a big good afternoon to you. Welcome into the game. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Uh, we're going to dive into so many different things. Uh, there is a big show that we're going we're gonna to do today. I told you we're going to be a little guest heavy today for the first hour and 45 minutes, something like that. Uh, we've got a, actually probably the first two hours. Uh, we've got Aaron Torres, which Aaron is going to take credit for his positivity around this Alabama football team because when we were all doubting, he was believing, right? That's what he told us. And uh, coming up at 2.15, we're going to salute him for that. Uh, I've tried to get him as a grand marshal of the Christmas parade. I'm not sure if I'm going to have any luck. But, uh, I mean, Torres saved the season, right? I mean, his positivity saved the season. So we'll talk with him coming up at 2.15. At 3 o'clock, we will actually talk to someone who will be uh, a part of the homecoming parade. It'll be an early Saturday morning. Uh, George Teague will be the grand marshal of the uh, the homecoming parade. He'll join us at 3 o'clock. Will Lowry at 3.30, former defensive back at the University of Alabama, national champion winning defensive back at the University of Alabama. We'll talk with him coming up at 3.30, and then at 4 o'clock we'll feature Brad Powers. Uh, we generally don't feature this many guests because we like to give you a chance, and today we'll still have plenty of time. We'll have calls between 2.30 and 3, and I see uh, several calls already on hold. So from 2.30 until 3, and then from 3.15 until about 3.30, and then uh, we'll take some uh, other calls as we travel throughout the afternoon, and then 4.15 we are completely done, so we'll take those. So Will Lowry coming up 3.30, Brad Powers at 4. Nick Saban shared a message last night. We carried that press conference here, uh, but it's just something to go back because I'm going to add some context to what Nick Saban is trying to do uh, when you uh, think about uh, this conversation. This was Nick Saban's opening comments about the do nothing, do nothing. You're not entitled to do nothing. He took that same message to ESPN also. So that's been kind of a theme. And I'm going to tie it all together following this audio clip from Nick Saban. Okay, you all ready for a lecture? Yeah. Talk about the importance of nothing. The importance you get up every day, you're entitled to Nothing. Nobody owes you nothing. You could have talent, but if you don't have discipline and you don't execute, you don't focus, what do you get? Nothing. If you're complacent and not paying attention to detail, what does that get you? Nothing. So nothing is acceptable but your best. So we need to be everything is determined by what you do and you trying to be your best so that you can build on positive performance so that and that's that's the only thing there should be nothing else all right but that you know for everybody 
Um, so that's what we have to stay focused on. That's what we need to do. Um, and, you know, we got rained out today, so we had to go inside. And um, we, need, we, we need to not accept anything but our best in terms of what we're doing in preparation. All right, so he said that, and let me kind of, we always know that on the Wednesday press conference, even especially on that day, the Monday not so much because we get him at noon. Uh, players don't meet to I think around one thirty, maybe it's 2 o'clock. I know practice around 3.30, but I believe they have a players meeting on Monday where they do the good, the bad, and the ugly early. I think it's 1 or one thirty. Uh So Nick Saban doesn't get, we don't get the same message. On Wednesday, we do. We get the same message the players received five minutes before that. Let me tell you what he did for two hours. He chomped on that butt. Uh, that was a sloppy, sloppy practice. And Nick Saban has got one of those, you know, as Barrett Jones reminds us often, he's the number one sports psychologist in the entire country. He knows when to push. He knows when they need to be barked at. He knows when they need to be yelled at. So we're getting the same message. But what that does is it gives us a little insight behind the scenes. Because I can tell you with my practice sources, he was warm from the time he got out there like players had not done anything. He set the tone of that practice. We thought that we might get a little Nick Saban rant instead of we get us a psychologist up there telling us uh, everything that happened behind the scenes. So he even took that message to ESPN. We might hear that a little bit later, but uh, that same message of uh, entitlement. So I figured we could make a contribution since we have so much power. And all the players, I don't know if you know this, Wyatt, but this is a privilege that we have here at Tide. You know, many of the players, they listen to us on a uh, replay. So they can download it from their iTunes and all of them. They have it automatically set to their phone. And I'm making all this up, but it sure does sound good. Uh, so today I figured that we would do our part, right? Because in 2007, Nick Saban said that we all have a role. I, the positivity from the last three days, including Aaron Torres, we, we've been too positive. So maybe we could just be negative for the next four hours as if it's okay. Uh, if it's okay, we won't allow any of these positive uh you know, guys to, to call in. Like I see Danny G's on hold. We'll just may let him sit there all day if that's the case. If Dawson calls in, we'll let him sit there. I mean, these guys are just too optimistic, right? I mean, they're, it's national championship. Uh, even Joseph has turned into, uh, Heisman Milrow, um, there. So, I mean, we're going to have to back off that just a little bit. Uh, so we're gonna we'll do that. We're gonna have some fun. I'm just just teasing with that. But uh, but I knew the I know I do know the players automatically. They they got it downloaded right there. They just want to hear what the the pulse of the Alabama fans. So it's it's either you know you guys have been too praising them. So they went out on practice entitled, and uh, Nick Saban took that message inside the media room on. Uh, yesterday following practice. We'll go to Aaron Torres. He'll create some credit. We're always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. TuscaloosaToyota.com. Buy three tires. Get that fourth tire for only $1 happening right there. How about a Tundra? How about a Tacoma? How about a Forerunner? Two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive. How about a Camry? How about a Corolla? Highlander, RAV4. You can see all of that inventory in the most inventory we've had in over two and a half years. You'll find it at TuscaloosaToyota.com. David DeSantis and the great dealership can schedule service with a great service department, including those buy three tires, get that fourth tire for only $1. Uh, but those guys work on Toyotas all the time. It's where we take our Toyotas to Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com. We're going to take uh, the phone calls coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll dive into that, but we'll go to Aaron Torres next. T-Town, Todd, 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Always live. 
always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news, only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. The Taste of Germany will return to Timerson Square this fall as Rolf's Jelly and Sausages prepares to close in Northport and move south of the Black Warrior River. Former Thai tackle Isaiah Bugs is offering $5,000 for information leading to the recovery of his Corvette, recently stolen in Tuscaloosa. And we've got all the details you need to know about the timing of Saturday morning's solar eclipse, which will coincide with the Kentucky Festival of the Arts and Alabama's homecoming football game against the Arkansas Razorbacks. For the details on all these stories and more, get connected at TuscaloosaThread.com. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa, Alabama Sports Updates. And severe weather information. Download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app. Never pay for your news. And sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. Join Tide 100.9 this Friday. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A few intervals of sunshine are possible this afternoon, otherwise mostly cloudy with a high at 72. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low at 59. Tomorrow, a cloudy day, a small chance of a shower. A high tomorrow afternoon, right around 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk show in all of Alabama. The game with Ryan Fowler. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We like to give credit where credit is deserved and earned. And we'll do that today with Aaron Torres, Fox Sports National Analyst. Aaron Torres, we want to thank you for being a part of our show. But most importantly, we want to thank you for helping turn the Crimson Tide around. Thank you. Listen, I don't want to say that I saved the season because I didn't save the season. Jalen Milrow saved the season. Nick Saban saved the season. Kevin Steele saved the season. I'm just a bit player in all this. What I do think, though, Ryan, because you always say, hey, both of our wives are therapists, and, you know, a good friend is always honest, but a good friend is always fair or whatever you say. I don't even know. I I forget your big saying. A friend will tell you what you don't want to hear and what you want to hear, but sometimes they'll tell you what you don't want to hear. Yes, that's exactly what it is. A true friend. A true friend. Right. But what I – and I think I said some stuff that people didn't want to hear when I refused to be negative and say that the dynasty is over and that the Texas game was a harbinger of a five and seven season. Like, you know, I'll be honest. Did I have a, did I have some tweets out there that was kind of poking at Alabama because they were down? Did I say that Alabama is now a basketball school, even though we'll get to that later because uh, NATO has another away. team. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, NATO has a team that's good enough to win the SEC again. By the way, you can get your basketball school T-shirt at AaronTorresOnline.com. We'll get back to that momentarily. But why I bring it up, I, I, you know, we all had a little fun at Alabama's expense. But what I said was, I said, look, this is a different team. I think even it's different than what Nick Saban is ex- expected in, in July and August. But, you know, a loss to Texas is doesn't mean the season's over. And, they were going to have to adjust. They were going to either have to commit to a real passing game with one of the two guys that isn't playing, or they were going to have to commit to more of a run-based offense with Jalen Miller. And I know Jalen Miller threw the ball very well last week, but it doesn't change the fact that it's going to be a run-based offense. So the only point I'm trying to make, am I perfect? No. Did I call it minute-for-minute, play-for-play? No. But I also think that I said, hey, 
everybody's saying that the defense isn't good and that the O-line isn't good. I said, pump the brakes. There are things that this team excels at more than others, but this isn't a 5-7 and seven team or a 7-5 and five team or even a 9-3 and three team, probably. Well, see, we have been so positive on this show that, you know, like I was telling the audience, we've got all these Alabama football players, 85 scholarship players, part of their – you know, their book stuff that they get, they also also automatically get downloads to this program. And so they go back and listen to Torres. And it was your positivity that made them go to College Station and beat those guys. And uh, now your negativity that you didn't have here, you gave it to College Station. And we're very thankful. You've been all over Jimbo's butt, man. You've been, whew. I mean, you've worn him out on social networks. My my buddy uh, Nuno said the same thing. Well, your buddy Nuno said the same thing to me this morning. I, you know, I, I think I'll say this is from their perspective. I do think, you know, in the emotion that came out of Saturday. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was a great day for Jimbo Fisher. Um, but I also, I just was kind of disappointed because, you know, in, in a game where, listen, it's not year one for him. It's not even year two, like Brian Kelly, it's year six and you're at home. The SEC tight SEC West title is not on the line, but we all know whoever won that game had a sizable advantage going down the home stretch. And so it's just like, it's like, to me, it's like, you know, when you have a chance to, 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 to it's 17-17, you get that first down, you know, you get your crowd behind you, you get some momentum, you punt the ball back, you know, you're inside the 50, so you basically gain about 20 yards because the punt ended up being a touchback. It's like, I just thought he coached a little bit scared given the moment. So I will say in hindsight, you know, that defense was still probably pretty good. They couldn't figure out Jermaine Burton, but the run game was pretty good. I don't know if they're going to win this weekend against Tennessee, but I, I, I probably, you know, there was probably more positive from the A&M perspective than I gave them credit for. I will say that. Okay. So where do you think Texas A&M goes from here? Because uh, they got a Tennessee this weekend. I mean, they've got some other losses on that schedule. Fair? Well, that – that's the that's the question. And, you know, I, I do think, and this was one of my takeaways immediately following that game, is that, um, you know, this game this weekend, this feels like the Jimbo Fisher era because, and, and, and you know, I, I, should call, I should call my guy Nuno and see, hey, are, you know, would they, do they really have the money to really let him go or is that just an internet thing? But why I bring it up I've is already because, what do you say? He said it'd take a six and six season for them, and I hate to repeat uh, messages on private, but uh, yeah, I, I, I reached out because I thought it. I, I said, "Hey, is is Jimbo really on the hot seat from a local perspective?" And he said yeah. it would take a collapse for them to move on. Well, and that's what I was, you know, and that's what I was going to say is I think that the that fan base has actually been very patient. Um, you know, I think a lot of SEC fans get credit or, or, or get criticized because, oh, you know, they're overreactionary and blah, blah, blah. I think that fan base has been real patient, but I also think that was the game where it's like, crap, man, SEC West potentially on the line at home. And so you don't win that one. The one thing I will say, this weekend feels like the game, Ryan, because if they lose this game, they're 4-3 and three going into a bye. And if you can't beat Tennessee on the road, it probably doesn't mean very good things about the fact that you have to play LSU and Ole Miss on the road later this year. So you win this game, you can still finish ten and two, maybe nine and three. You get some momentum going into next year when all those uh, recruits from the twenty twenty two class are juniors. You lose this game, you probably are looking at seven and five. And oh, by the way, we know how this sport works. 
because you have a bye week, it's two weeks of negativity, it's two weeks of drama, it's two weeks of people hitting up your players saying you shouldn't be there, you should transfer to my school. They really, they, they, I, I told, I said this to Nuno this morning. I said, I think that you could argue that uh, Texas A&M has as much at stake this weekend as anybody. That includes, you know, Notre Dame, USC, Washington, whatever. Uh, they got a lot at stake. They really do. So, Torres, uh, you also have buddies in Arkansas, do you not? I sure do. Sam Pittman's on the hot seat, too. Um, pretty warm. Yeah. Fairly warm. Well, yeah, yeah. I think I think reasonably warm. You know, I, I, I've talked to some people down there as well, and I, I, the fan base isn't happy. And, and what it is, Ryan, I think a lot of people would sit there and say this was the worst team in the SEC when Sam Pittman took over. But they're two and they're two and eight in their last SEC, last ten SEC games. One of their wins was literally the last game of the Brian Harson regime. So they basically have one legitimate win in the SEC in the last 10 SEC games. And they've taken some bad losses. You know, remember last year they lost to Liberty at home when Liberty was coached by Hugh Freeze. Um, you know, that was probably the win that got Hugh Freeze the Auburn job, to be honest. Um, they lost to BYU at home this, this, this year. And so I don't know if he's really feeling the heat. Um, but I, 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 I would suggest, you know, they have a schedule where they can win some games down the stretch. He's another one. You know, Jimbo Fisher, the, the, the baseline is six and six. I think for Sam Pittman, you got you got to go six and six. You got to win some SEC games to show that there's some momentum. Now, I think there's going to be a staff shakeup. You know, Dan Enos, who obviously has Alabama roots uh, or Alabama ties previously, uh, I don't think he'll be back. He's their offensive coordinator. And it's, it's a pretty unhappy fan base right now. But, I, you know, I don't know if that seat is like super, super, super hot. Uh, but it is starting to warm up each and every week. And, you know, not to spoil the whole segment, but, uh, I, I, I don't think, I don't think they're going to do anything against Alabama to make the locals feel any better coming out of this weekend. Yeah. And that offensive line, I mean, right now, when you look at Arkansas, they're, they're kind of hanging their hat on Kent State and Western Carolina. I mean, that's their wins of the season. So at some point, you got to be able to beat somebody. You're not going to beat Alabama this weekend. You play Mississippi State at home. That will be a chance to get an SEC win, win. You've got to win that one. Uh, then they go to Florida. Then they got Auburn coming to town. And then they've got FIU. Uh, I guess that's Florida International. It's just listed as acronym on their schedule. FIU, I guess that's Florida International. Then they've got Missouri at home. So that's probably an L2. So there may be two wins here. Um, that's That's rough. But here's the question, though, Torres. As I look around the coaching landscape – Okay, if Texas A&M wants to fire Jimbo Fisher, who do they go after? It's a great question. I mean, because I see a lack jobs. of quality. I don't see quality well, around college football as far as you know that second group. I don't. Well, and it's not only that; it's that you know this is a transition time for the SEC where you're adding two really good teams, and so I think that's the situation that Arkansas puts themselves in. Now, you could look at it the opposite too: is that 12-team playoff, NIL era, portal era, you know, you shouldn't be, like, the gap between the best team in the SEC and the worst team in the SEC should not be what it was 10 years ago just because of all those advantages. Now, if you want to take Vanderbilt out of that because of the academics and whatever, fine. But the point I'm trying to make is it should not be that bad. So um, I only bring it up because it's a great question, and I think that's the A&M pushback is, I think there's some fans that are tired and sick of it and whatever, 
But then I think the logical ones say, okay, like, well, who are we going to go get? So we're going to pay $75 million or $70 million or $62 million or whatever it is. It's a lot of money. We know that. And then you got to pay him. You got some coaches, I'm sure, on multi-year contracts that you got to buy out. Then we know what the going rate of a good coach is. $10 million a year probably, eight, nine, $10 million a year. So now you got to give that guy uh, probably a six, seven-year contract, and that's another $60, $70 million guaranteed. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a fascinating time. And I'll be curious because I could see one of two things happening, especially in the SEC. I could see some schools saying, you know what, it's a tough market, buyouts are expensive, whatever. But I'll also say this too, Ryan, and I think this is important. And I said this with the Sam Pittman thing, and I said this a little bit even with the Mark Stoops thing, when Mark Stoops starts asking for money from his donors. Be careful what you ask for, especially publicly, because in this NIL era, and this is something you know I've talked to a lot of people on the record, off the record about, is boosters, and I'm sure you have many people that contribute to, to Alabama that listen to this show. You, you, you boosters are being anti-NIL. Most of us are. So we don't, we don't, oh, okay. we, okay. we don't cool, put cool, any cool. money in the collective. We, we let them, I mean, it's like politicians when you listen to Mark Stoops or anybody else. I mean, it's like they want more, 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 but then they want to play you. You know, they bow to the TV executives. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We'll give you anything you want. Uh, fans, you're kind of like second, third, fourth, uh, but you're number one when we look for money. So. That's what I was going to say. And I think there is a level of booster fatigue where there are people that are just being hit up constantly. Coaches salaries, coaches buyouts, assistant buyouts, assistant salaries, buying out people from contracts from other schools. Um, you have, uh, facilities. Now you're paying players too. And so I do think boosters are going to be less patient. You know, Mark Stoops is publicly saying we need more money. Okay. If I cut you that check, and you get your brains beat in by Georgia every year, what am I actually paying for? And so that's something that I think will be interesting to follow going forward with a place like, say, Arkansas, where I could see the AD saying, you know what, this isn't, you know what, it's not realistic to fire this guy, whatever. But I could see the boosters saying, wait a second now, we're now paying this guy plus all his players, and these, pl- these players that he told us last offseason he needed money to get, they're not performing. So – that guy's got to answer for the players that he told us that he needed that aren't working out. So I just think it's all, uh, I, 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 I think that's a, a different, I think that's an interesting element to monitor because I, I think it's, it's not like, I just think fans are being asked for a lot and they bet, you know, you better produce. If you're going to ask, ask, ask from these boosters, you better, you better produce results. And I think some of these coaches are going to learn that the hard way. I agree. I agree. You and I are on the same page. Let's travel to the Pac-12. You live out there, uh, the buzz around college. Does it get any buzz that they're having all this success out of the Pac-12? I mean, I know that that conference has fallen apart. Yeah. It will be. but uh, That's what I was going to say. I think it's more of a sad buzz. It's a sadness that this league has finally figured it out and everybody's going their separate ways. It's like, you know, your senior year of high school, you make all these great friends, and now it's uh, it's goodbye forever. And then, of course, some of these schools don't have a landing spot, which really stinks. Because, oh, by the way, Oregon State is 5-1 and one and in the top 20 nationally, and Washington State, I believe, is still in the top 25. So it's disappointing. But, no, th- I mean, there's a lot of buzz. And I, and I think there's, uh, you know, I, I think the thing that stands out about this game on Saturday, Ryan, Washington, Oregon – is it feels like there's a national respect for both of these programs where sometimes you get these big type 12 games and people would say, Oh, you know, well, those teams stink. Like I think Oregon 
in this particular season matches up pretty much well with anybody. I think Washington could move the ball pretty much well on anybody. Don't you agree? I do. I do. But with all that, can they? I, I know they've got money, but Dan Lanning might get one of those big jobs. Uh, and I'm talking about bigger job, not, not that it gets Oregon. Yeah. But he may, you know, that may be a target. Like if you're Texas A&M, you look at Dan Lanning and you offer him the bank. Uh, Great call. I mean, just a thought. I mean, well, well, two things on that. Let me say this really quick. One, I think if Oregon had stayed, if the Pac-12 had stayed together, but now you're going to the Big Ten where, you know, again, you're behind Ohio State, you're behind Michigan, you're behind Penn State. Um like, I think that's a factor is that that job became harder, not easier, um, with realignment where, you know, Texas A&M, hypothetically, you're on a pretty even playing field. What I'll also say this is, Ryan, is this, is that I really think Dan Lanning is like a real genuine rising star in this industry. Me, um, me, me too. You know, yeah, He's yeah. He's from the Nick Saban been, tree, so we're, we're kind of, we're keeping an eye on him. You know, if Nick Saban retired tomorrow, we, we might get a call. It's funny, you know, obviously I do a lot of basketball stuff too, and I'm convinced that Kentucky fans, they just watch college basketball, convinced that all of college basketball is their feeder system for their next head coach and the players that they want out of the transfer portal. That's exactly what that just sounded like right there. You know, we're watching Lane Kiffin. We're watching uh, uh, Dan Lanning. You know, Dabo, Dabo's off the list for right now. Like, that's what that sounded like right there. Is it did. All college. It, it was true. It's true. I mean, we, I mean, we crossed Dabo off. We, we love him as a, <laughs> as a person, but, uh, we don't, we don't take the, the slips and he, he's been slipping quite a bit. So, uh, yeah. And been. then, and Lane Kiffin no. needs to be more consistent. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not sold on it. And, and the other thing with Kiffin is I, I don't know if, if he's intimidated by Nick Saban. He coaches weird in those yeah. games. Um, you know, the, the three years ago, it was not, you know, 2021 season when they were in the top 10 and he kept going for it on fourth down and then whatever. But no, Dan Lanning, you know, I'll say this is, is I got a buddy who covers Oregon and, you know, Mario Cristobal, who, you know, he had his own issues this week, but Mario Cristobal is revered as a great recruiter. And my guys who cover Oregon say that this guy has taken it to an, another level. I mean, you know, they're recruiting two, three, four classes down where they're they're already figuring out what their twenty twenty seven board looks like and who they like in that class. They have they're, they're they've been really good in the portal and again, you know, he's he's in his second year as a head coach. I think he's about you know, he's probably younger than I am, you know, I think he's like thirty five, thirty six. But I mean, you talk about a guy that really I think has I think he's taken that program to another level in, in a in a short amount of time. But everybody who's around him on a daily basis, the people that I know, are very impressed by him. So put him at the top of the list is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Only if he wins, though, this week. Only if he wins, though, this week. Okay. So you, do you like them to win? I mean, Michael Penix is I legit. Do. I mean, he's – I, You know, I, I think Oregon is in the short conversation of the most balanced teams in the country. Uh, top 10 offense, top 10 defense. They don't turn the ball over, which is amazing because we know who their quarterback is and we know what his history was at his last stop. Um don't turn the ball over. They get after the quarterback. Um, and Washington, you know, really, if you look at the schedule, has not really played the cream of the crop. Now, neither has Oregon, and I get the games at Washington. But I, I do like Oregon to win. I do. I think, they're, I think, like I said, I think they're up there with uh, Florida State, with the Michigan or whatever, as the most balanced teams in college football. Now, we all know how the, the title, title still runs through Tuscaloosa. I mean, that goes without saying. But 
you know, I don't think anyone even listening would say that Alabama is the most balanced team in the country. They have a certain way that they're going to win. But, uh, but I think Oregon is one of the more balanced teams that I've seen. 25 days away from Alabama's uh, opening game. We've got a uh, Wake Forest game into an exhibition there, but uh, mm-hmm. Moorhead State is November the 6th, so we're 25 days yeah. away. Um, their, their coach, Preston Spradlin, is a good friend of mine. If you need the Moorhead State coach before that game, you, you let me know, okay? Well, but you got to remember that's LSU week, so uh, I doubt we'll we'll spend too much time on Moorhead Nate State. Nate Oates has made it Moorhead State week, Brian. Don't you forget that. Okay. I mean, we, we are, like as your T-shirt says, what does it say? We, yes. We are, a, what is it? We're, it's we're, a basketball. You guys are a basketball school now. It's available at AaronTorresOnline.com. Um, you know, it, 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 it's in crimson. It's in, it's in a beautiful crimson color. Uh, and I encourage everybody to go get it because you know what? I was the beacon of light in those dark early to mid September days when someone needed some, someone needed to bring some positivity to Tuscaloosa. So if you want to support Torres, Aaron Torres online.com, and then there's a merchandise tab, or you can just reach out to Ryan and Ryan can send you the link or you can reach out to me and have me send you the link. But yes, I was the beacon of light. And uh, like I said, I think Nate Oates has a very, very good team going into this year. Okay. All right. But um, I mean, like good team. I mean, you know, we, we've kind of raised the bar over here. We're, Oh yeah. I mean, we're, we're looking for final four at some point. Uh, you guys got to get to, you know, this year final four is in Scottsdale or in uh, uh, Arizona. That's oh, a beautiful place to go be- late March, early April. It, it's a beautiful place. And you've got uh, the weather's nice. Um, That's what I'm saying. That time of year. Oh, and plus they put us, uh, if you go to Phoenix for the NCAA or if it's for the football side of things, they always put us up at that JW Marriott is the media hotel. Yep. That is super, super nice. Probably one of my favorite places uh, there in, I, in Scottsdale. Yeah. I covered a college football playoff there. It was maybe the worst game in the history of the college football playoff. It was when Clemson beat Ohio State 31 to nothing. Um, and uh, that, was, that was a tough one to sit through. It was the second game. It was on New Year's Eve. Nobody was watching by the end. Urban Meyer was really sad at the end. Dabo was happy. That was when that was when Alabama fans wanted Dabo to replace Nick Saban. But but that was in Temp- or that was in uh, Phoenix in Glendale. I covered that game. Great game. So I'm looking at Aaron Torres online. Yeah, the merchandise tabs right here. Go and buy that shirt, and it is endorsed by Nick Saban. Uh, it's written it in is. the tag on the inside of. It's not on the outside. You should put that on the outside. Nick Saban endorses this too, and and put that on the back or something. I don't know. It's. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to add more his, to your. His, his word is, you know, I, somebody should ask him about that at the press conferences. Are you? Do you go still go to the press conferences or no? No, I do. I do. Uh, we have a. We have a media luncheon on Monday where they don't feed us lunch, though. I, I, I don't. <laughs> no, I mean I'm serious, Torres. I mean, Bread and water. Well, I mean, I, I guess we've been bad, you know, and so they do feed us. What? Brian didn't. Yeah, I don't know. it's we call it a media I heard luncheon. He, I heard he loves you guys. Didn't he go to the podium all jokey and he fun loves, on Saturday? No, 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 no. He loves you guys, national guys. He doesn't like mm-hmm. the local guys. Uh, yeah, we're we're just kind of like the. The scum on the beneath of the bucket. That's where we're at. Oh, stop. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he likes you. He says nothing but he's, you know, last time I talked to him, he said two things. He said, Torres, those t-shirts look really sharp. I got to get me one. Yeah. And also your buddy Fowler. He, he's a good one. He's a keeper. 
That's what, those are the two things he well, said. When I, when I do, I mean, I sit on the front row. I like the front row. I just like to have no distraction. And I'm always learning something sure. from him. So uh, he's, he's always what, what was the most recent life lesson that he taught you? Well, I mean, we could play the audio. Uh, why don't we just play, play the audio? Play, play the opening clip. I mean, listen to here. Listen to this psychologist right here. This this was his opening comment. Listen to this, Torres. Are you ready for a good laugh? This is, this I is Saban last night following practice. This is his psychology uh, experiment that he's doing on us. Okay, y'all ready for a lecture? Talk about the importance of nothing. You get up every day, you're entitled to nothing. Nobody owes you nothing. You could have talent, but if you don't have discipline and you don't execute, you don't focus... What do you get? Nothing. If you're complacent and not paying attention to detail, what does that get you? Nothing. So nothing is acceptable but your best. So we need to be, everything is determined by what you do and you trying to be your best so that you can build on positive performance so that, and that's that's the only thing. There should be nothing else, all right, but that, you know, for everybody. Um, so that's what we have to stay focused on. That's what we need to do. Um, and you know, we got rained out today, so we had to go inside. And um, we need we we need to not accept anything but our best in terms of what we're doing in preparation. There it is. There you go. Psychology. Oh, great. Nothing. You're going to get nothing. So we've been too positive on this show. Today we're going to do four hours of negativity. <laughs> I'm sure he would love that. I'm sure he would actually appreciate that. Um, no, I mean, I think that's a good lesson. I mean, it sounds like the guys were feeling themselves a little bit, and, uh, you know, they needed to be put back in their place. I don't think that message was for you. I don't think anybody's listening to this show saying, wow, Ryan's really gotten complacent. I told you the players they, listen to the show. I mean, they, they we got the podcast. Oh, yeah, download it. So, I mean, we've, we've been too positive the last couple of days. Yeah. So, so, so how did the word get back to Coach Saban then? Well, I mean, we talk in the mornings. You know, we get like talking okay. points. And just like you get, you talk with Saban. I talk with Saban. I mean, it's just via the press conference, but it sure does sound good. Yeah, I'm well, um, I like to listen to Saban, so it's not really a talk to Saban. It's you know what they say, right? About listening. Yeah. What is it? God, God gave you two ears and one mouth, so you should be listening twice as much as you're talking. Ooh, I like that. Didn't mean to get religious on the show here, but that is what they say. Torres, I appreciate you. Thank you, man. Um, thanks for, for saving the season. I mean, you, you don't realize, I mean, I owe you big because I didn't know if, if we'd have lost to Texas A&M, I may have called, I may have called in sick Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We would have started previewing Morehead State this week. Yep. 25 days away for Nate Oates. Aaron Torres online. That's where Nick Saban gets the basketball school, uh, t-shirt and you can as well. Aaron Torres online.com. Aaron Torres on the Twitter account at Aaron underscore Torres. And, uh, you may be able to listen more of Torres because we're adding a very close affiliate that you can hear Torres quite often. We'll make that announcement hopefully next time we visit Torres. Be good, man. Roll time. Interesting. 
Thank you. Roll Tide. Thank you, Ryan. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Aaron Torres helping us out. We're going to continue with phone calls. We've got George T. coming up 3 o'clock. Will Lowry at 3.30. Brad Powers at 4. Your phone calls next. More Nick Saban audio that you need to hear. Tide 100.9. The home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Thursday edition of The Game, we'll feature Aaron Torres, Fox Sports National Analyst. We'll feature the All-American defensive back, George Teague, which will be the Grand Marshal of the Homecoming Parade. He'll join us to break down Alabama's defensive play. We'll talk to Will Lowry, national champion winning defensive back at the University of Alabama. We'll talk with him. We'll talk to Brad Powers, all starting at 2 o'clock. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa, game with Ryan Fowler weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Youlandbbq.com Dreamland Barbecue since 1958. Coach Brown arrived at the University of Alabama. So did Dreamland with Big Daddy's Barbecue Hickory Smoke Ribs. If you're talking about catering for that big tailgate or maybe it's just that family gathering or that small office party, you can do it at either location. You can also order online Carry out, curbside pickup, delivery are now available. It is dreamlandbbq.com. We do our score prediction every Tuesday and Wednesday, made possible by Dreamland. That wonderful hickory smoke barbecue ribs. How about the Big Daddy barbecue sandwich? Those wings are underrated. They're one of the best in town. You'll find them there. How about those barbecue baked potatoes? Absolutely. Either location in our immediate area, Tuscaloosa and the original location there off Jug Factory Road, downtown Northport, Dreamland. Ain't nothing like them nowhere. If you Best station in the state, breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We are born in the USA, and we are very patriotic. We love our country. Uh, we love God. We love family. We love our great state of Alabama, and we're uh, happy to be talking about Alabama Crimson Tide football. We're going to go to George Teague coming up. You know, I think about George Teague, you know, back in 9-11 uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he's a patriotic guy because he ran the flag out uh, in after 9-11. So uh, it's one of those historic moments when you think about uh, Dallas Cowboys and uh, a great ambassador of the University of Alabama, George T, coming up at 3 o'clock. Let's go to Greg in Athens. Greg, happy belated birthday to you, man. Oh, thank you very much. Um, if you'd have called yesterday, I, I, I would have sung to you. I know it. I had a um, – I couldn't call. I had a, um, a, a birthday appointment with a neurosurgeon and – but it turned out great. I don't need any surgery. It's just getting older, you know. But uh, but when I was listening to you, you're born in the USA. Um, I actually saw Bruce Springsteen on that tour in '84, um, I believe it was, and I think we paid twenty dollars a ticket. Oh, nice, nice. 
It's probably a great yeah. concert, too. It was. It was wonderful. But uh, in any event, um, <clears throat> I'm still optimistic. I know um, you, you were having your conversation there with with. Um, but Saban wants us to be negative. We he can't we can't be positive every single day, Craig. Well, I like his nothing speech because when I um, uh, talk about um, the government in my U.S. history classes, and um, I say, you know, when you come to school, what are you guaranteed? You know, what are you owed in in life? And I have a slide up there that's blank. I said, this is what you're owed in life. Nothing. Now, we all have certain obligations in life, but what you're owed is totally different. I understand what he's saying. And I I, I think um, you're, you're going to see more of the uh, normal Nick Saban that we're all used to as the season progresses because he doesn't want these guys to lit up or get complacent now that they're starting to fire on more than one cylinder, especially on offense, because um, – they still have challenges ahead of them. And I heard someone this morning say on a show that, um, or Matt Moscona say that, that LSU was going to score over 30 uh, in Tuscaloosa, and I just find that hard to believe. Yeah, I, I do too. I don't, I don't I don't find that either. Um, no. I mean, I like K.J. Jefferson. Um, I, I like uh, Jalen Daniels. Um I don't think Tennessee. I mean, I'm just looking at hurdles that Alabama's got through. Yeah. I mean, the players are not. Well, and they're, they're not dumb, coach. Uh, no. I mean, they 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 know the. I'm not saying the easy the road, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're they're looking ahead. Yeah. I mean, they they see that there's some winnable games, and I understand there's no outcome driven team here in Tuscaloosa, but uh, at the end of the day, they're human. Oh, I want to let you know, uh, my wife and I will be there at the Tennessee game. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that's a, that'd be a yeah. good game. Yeah, and since I teach in Tennessee, it'll be nice to come back with a win, and then I'll be sporting, you know, my crimson and white attire um, as they all have to suck it up, you know. Because they got a little out of their – too big for their britches last year on that last second win. So um, I'm just wanting – you know, I, I would say uh, – and I don't know if you've learned anything else about Malachi – James Burnett, but I would say just rest them this week because uh, we'll need them more. We'll need uh, Malachi more uh, next week against uh, Tennessee than Arkansas because I'm not too concerned about our Arkansas's passing attack. I neither am I. Neither am I. Uh, Greg, what else is on your mind, my friend? I just wanted to say uh, I hope everybody's well. I look forward to. Uh, listening to more of your conversations. Well, can, you, can you issue one negative comment, Greg? I mean, just something to motivate Nick yeah. Saban? I mean, you, you're a coach, so you get it. I mean, Let, let's let's stop with all the pre snap penalties. Let's there we out. go. Saban, you got to be able to clean that up. That's disgusting. Yeah. So that shouldn't be, that, that should not be an issue anymore. And I'm including um, down at the barn when we go down there. That should not be an issue oh, anymore it. for this game. Greg, is it fair for me, the remaining part of the schedule, what is the hardest game on the schedule left? you got Arkansas um, this week. you got Tennessee by week. Now, by Auburn, by gave them all they wanted this past week, but we're not Auburn. Um, then you got LSU. 
Then you got Kentucky on the road, Chattanooga, and then Auburn. I, I would say that um, of the remaining games, Tennessee would probably be the toughest, just based on you know on talent. Um, I just don't think LSU is going to pose that much of a problem for us. I mean, their their defense is Swiss cheese, and you know the way that that Jalen uh, Daniels wants to run, he's really upright, and it's like he slows down before he gets hit instead of you know running out of bounds or ducking or sliding. And um, you know he's been popped a few times, and so I, I just think it's going to be eye-opening because what they didn't experience last year in Baton Rouge was a defense that cared. And this defense cares intensely. Oh, they do. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate you. Got to get to break, man. Thank you yes, as sir. always. And I hope you, uh, like I said, I hope you uh, had a great birthday. Thanks, man. Had a great birthday. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Greg and Athens will come back. We'll continue with more. George T coming up 3 o'clock. Do not miss it. He'll be in the homecoming parade. He'll be the grand marshal there. We'll talk with him coming up at 3 o'clock. Will Lowry, national champion, winning defensive back at the University of Alabama. He'll join us coming up at 3.30. Brad Powers, we'll talk about that with him. Danny G coming up next. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama. Crimson Tide Sports. Where the legends of Alabama football hang out. McCarran, Lacey, touchdown. huge hole. Touchdown. Yep, yep. Alabama touchdown. The game with Ryan Fowler. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Rumsey Environmental. It's a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. When you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental. 205-248-0002. 205-248-0002. Let's take more phone calls and we go to Diamond Dynasty Danny. Danny, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Danny. What in the world has happened to Danny? Did somebody capture him? I'll put him back on hold. We'll take Joseph. Joseph, can you be positive today or you want to be negative? I can be either one. To be. Well, Nick Saban wants you to be negative because he believes the positivity is hurting his team. Okay, I mean, he well, didn't say that directly, but uh, he's probably tired of all I, this, you know, coming off of Texas. I mean, really, like if we praise Texas A&M, who are they? So we need to well, put it in perspective. Well, if you want me to be negative, I mean, yeah, let's, George, let's, yeah. If you don't mind, we've had three days of positive, Joseph. Let's go negative. Okay. Well, if you want to be negative, if we if we play Georgia today, I don't know if we can beat Georgia. Well, today you better not say Georgia. Tommy will be all over our throat with that. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, but I mean, I'll but it's the truth, right? They're, they're, they're on a collision. But hold on, I'm not, I'm not afraid of this Georgia, 2023 Georgia's team. Are you? Well, yeah. You, you are? Got the 
because you got the best defensive coordinator in the country, which is a head coach over there. So, uh, so you all you better control, and you got Carson Beck, which he couldn't miss against Kentucky. And he was lighting the scoreboard up. I mean, hitting everybody. And then you got Lad McConkey. Then you got uh, then you got a uh, Mark Bowers. I mean, and and George is getting for every game. I mean, and uh, well, I mean, let's let, let's just say this. I mean. I don't know if all of them had anybody on their defense that could cover Brock Bowers. But you can say, well, you could put a corner on. We put a corner. If you put a corner on Brock Bowers, that's a. Has, that's Brock, a has Brock Bowers played a defense like Alabama? No, not yet. Okay. That's the thing. Georgia's not seen a defense like Alabama, but Alabama hasn't seen a team like Georgia either. Okay. But uh, I want to say this. And we're going to talk about I that defense for George T coming up in a couple of minutes. I want to know this. I want to know this, Ryan. Are you a Braves believer tonight? I hope. Do you I'm believe in the Braves? Who are they playing? Philadelphia. Well, I thought they beat us last night. I'm just pulling your they- leg. I'm just having some fun. I get it. It's a it's a five game series, or it can be. Um, I guess if Philadelphia wins tonight, it's it's over. Fair. Yeah, that's over. Do you think we go? You think they go win tonight? Yes. You think Philly wins? I think so. What do you think? Is that a cow? Was that a cow, Joseph? Brian, that's not what I wanted to hear. Jo- Joseph, Joseph, was that a cow in the background? No, that's my speaker acting up on my big truck. Oh, are you driving a big truck? Yes. Sir. Okay. Uh, Freightliner, Peterbilt, Kenworth. What do you drive? Mac. Peter. Oh, Peterbilt. Okay. I got to like say, I'm 33. I just, I haven't had my CDL but for four years. So are you on so, the road? Uh, are you on the road, trucker? Yeah. Well, I got you going through my truck speaker. So. Well, no, but like, are you local driver or do you, you travel the world? No, I'm a local driver. Okay. Okay. I, I respect truck drivers, man. You guys do a hard job and uh, uh, maybe one that we don't appreciate enough until our shelves are empty. Then we appreciate them. Well, I'm going to tell you, Ryan, Alabama hasn't seen a team like Georgia, and, and Georgia hasn't seen a team a defense like we have. Now, as far as the offense goes, I think Georgia's defense, we haven't seen a defense even that close to that good and probably won't see a defense close to that good until we meet Georgia. But uh, I got, but my question to you is, though, Ryan, is what, what are we going to do when Georgia starts dropping if they can play good defensive line, if their defensive front can get good penetration? And then they can go to cover three and cover cover four. And what's Mil- what are we going to do with Miro then? I have to ask you that. Whoa, so you you shifted really quick. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I can the negative side, but I'm just wondering how good can Miro beat a three or four man coverage. Well, but we got a few you know, games to work a few things out, right? We got the whole, well, most of the month of October or some of the month of October. And then we've got uh, the month of November to figure that out. Uh, we're okay. We're okay. I mean, he's going to continue. Don't you think he's got better from game number one to game number six? He has gotten better. Yeah. I'll say that. He, he, he's got my respect right now. I'll say that right now, right? He, he earned my respect. But I will say this, though. I don't know how he's going to do when he plays those type of coverages because he had never he had never played those type of coverage. He's been playing stacking the box type people in that where there's one-on-one coverage. He hadn't had to play in a zone coverage, and the only zone coverage he had to play in was Texas when he took cover two, and he threw two picks that game. 
when he played against the cover team. All right, so sum it up this way. When you look at, because we always do keys to victory on Thursday. What do you think are the keys to victory for this Alabama team? What do you want to see them accomplish against Arkansas? We know that they're the heavy favorite. Just continue to get better offense, warm that offense up. What do you want to see? The keys to victory, offensive line has to get better. And I want to see Nero get better on the short emitter passes, which he, he, he's getting better every game. Now, 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 Joseph, Joseph, that was something in the background, like a pig or a cow or something. No, it's my speaker buzzing. I promise you there's no pig or a cow in the background. Okay, just thought it sounded want, like it. Yeah, I want to see uh, Miro get better on his short, intermediate game. I want to see him get better uh, as far as, you know, his pocket presence. You know, sometimes you got to know when to let, let the play go and take off. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Because sometimes, sometimes you can hold the ball too long. But um, I want to see the offensive line improve. I want to see how the defense reacts without uh, if uh, Malachi Moore can't go. I think Trey Amos took his spot last week. Uh, I think it's his name. Amos somebody. Yeah, no, it was. It was. All right. Well, I got it, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm glad you were able to help Nick Saban out. I mean, he needs uh, needs that assistance. And uh, we know we thank you, man. Uh, no problem, man. Thank you. Nick Saban thanks you, and so do we. Joseph, I don't know how I'm going to take this positive Joseph. George Teak joins us next. T-Town, Todd, 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A few intervals of sunshine are possible this afternoon, otherwise mostly cloudy with a high at 72. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low at 59. Tomorrow, a cloudy day, a small chance of a shower. A high tomorrow afternoon, right around 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 70 degrees in Tuscaloosa. It's the Tide 100.9 30K Workday Payday. Win cash every weekday, 8 to 5. Here's this hour's cash code. 305. Again, that's 305. The code is 305. Enter that code now on the Tide 100.9 app. Click on the 30K Payday button and enter the code for a chance to win Tuscaloosa, Toyota, buy three tires, get that fourth tire for only $1. It's happening right now at the dealership on Scotland Boulevard online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. We are going to go to George Teague right here to help us break down some college football. George is going to be a part of the homecoming parade. Welcome him back to uh, his alma mater, the University of Alabama. He'll be the grand marshal of that homecoming parade. He's a Dallas Cowboy alum. 
my Dallas Cowboys. He's an NFL analyst on CBS 11 Sports. He's a guy that covers college football, covers the NFL. You can also find him on Teague's Take, which is a couple days a week where him and JT Teague, his son, breaks down college football. And I've had the uh, invitation to be able to come on there a couple times and always enjoy uh, the side of things that they provide. George Teague, welcome back to Tuscaloosa. I hope you're having a great day. I am, man. Hope you're doing well, too. Good. You know, it's always good to be able to talk some football, brother. Absolutely. Especially Alabama football. Absolutely. Now, we're going to talk a little Cowboys, too, because uh, uh, the, let, me, let me tell you something. I take a lot of heat for being a Cowboys fan here, okay? Uh, the, these A lot of the Steeler fans, they like to aggravate me from time to time. They like to call in and get these little jabs in. So uh, I take a little heat, and I've had a tough week here. So, uh, you know, that Sunday night beatdown that they gave us out in San Fran, it was uh, – how did you... I don't think you had as much as me, brother, being out here in it. And uh, any 49er fan, Eagle fan, Steeler fan, they're, they're, they all come out of the cracks, boy, when the Cowboys lose. <laughs> yes, you're either a liker or you're a hater. What'd you say after that, that whipping that we took out in San Fran? Man, I was scratching my head. It was really, really bad just trying to watch it, you know, and try to understand it some to see what really happened because it just didn't seem like they were. I don't know, mentally ready, it seemed like. But um, I think I had a little bit of confirmation with that. I did watch some of the film and go see. And you could see just some minor mistakes that led to to big plays. And it's because of the way that 49ers put their offense together. It's actually pretty complex, I guess. Simple, but complex because of the personnel matchups they try to create. You think we can get back on track? I mean, we got to go right back out to the West Coast. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm actually a little concerned just because, uh, I mean, we got physically beat up too, right? So you got two or three guys that are out, Van Der Esch that takes, you know, the shot to the next, going to be out for a little while. Turpin, I know it's not all your dudes, but yeah, maybe the extra day, you know, going to Monday night will, will help a little bit, but you still got to go out to a, you know, play a, a very good team, couple hour time difference. It's just a, you know, a lot to try to overcome because I know mentally they're just they're whooped. The coaches are whooped too. You know, they no one was expecting that kind of output. No, <laughs> <laughs> at all. So I, I don't. Maybe it's enough for them to go ahead and get slapped and say, okay, you know, let's get back and get back to where we're supposed to be. That's what I'm hoping. Um, but it could, man. Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert. And I think Eckler might be coming back. He is, yeah. Supposed to be. Yeah, it could be a, you know, could be another tough challenge. All right, so I've slipped in my Cowboys question. We got a few Cowboys people that call in from time to time here, that, uh, but most of them they like to aggravate me because of my love for the Cowboys. But uh, let's go Alabama. You were there in College Station. Uh, Alabama got a good win down in Texas. Saying, and what'd you see? Uh, yeah. Well, first, let me say, if you haven't been to College Station going to the game, it is a pretty electrifying kind of place to play. It's kind of fun, you know. Um, just the, the atmosphere they put together, the people were really nice, man, as well. They were very hospitable. It was it was a great place to, to be. But unfortunately, we had to go in and just um, pull the rug on them because they really thought they were going to win the game. <laughs> uh, they, they did. They did. They did. You're right. Um and I think they had a pretty good plan. What was shocking to me is that they actually made up their mind that, hey, we're going to stop Alabama from running up on the quarterback and the running back and force this guy to throw because everybody says that he can't throw the ball. 
well, was it 321 yards later or something of that nature and three touchdowns, he's done something. So that was kind of a refreshing um, or comforting to say, okay, so they actually made him put the ball in his hand and throw it. He was able to, to do it. Jermaine Burton just, he showed out big time. Um, but it, it was good to see um, that even though we still didn't play our best game and you go back and watch it and all, but it was, it was enough to, to win the game. Can you put your finger on what's going on with these pre-snap penalties? Oh gosh. No, it's, it's so aggravating. It, it really is. Um, you know, I heard him saying, and I don't know, maybe you know a little bit more about it just because I, not sure exactly what he's talking about. We said he needed to communicate a little bit more about pre-snap and what he was saying and how he was doing it. That, that's it's like a discipline is all I can say. When you have stuff like that, it was loud. Okay, I know we had those the one drive where there was three plays in a row, um, or three snaps in a row. Actually, we you know lost fifteen yards because we jumped offside. Yeah. Um, and it was loud in there. I'll, I'll give you that. It was very loud, but it didn't seem like it was enough to make you flinch, especially after the first time or even after the second time. You know, there there should be a silent count or something just going on the center or something where you eliminate those. Everybody should sit still and not have those kind of plays. Yeah, we're 91st in the country in penalty yards per game. 91st in the country. Now, we were 121 last year, so we've improved a little bit. We're not getting 100 yards per game, but we're still averaging about 60 yards per game. Uh, one of the most penalized teams in the Southeastern Conference. And, and there are, a lot of these are just mental mistakes, uh, communication, a little bitty like change of focus type thing. Um, George, let's go back to Jalen Milrow for just a couple of minutes. Uh, when you look at him, how much have you seen him improve from game number one uh, through the, the midpoint Texas A&M? I have seen him improve. I think that, uh, it appears to me that they're gradually expanding his uh, playbook. That's the best way for me to, to say it, that there's some new little wrinkles. JT and I talked about it on uh, tease take a little bit that you can see them setting up plays for the future. I don't know if that's because he, you know, didn't want to put too much on him too fast, doesn't get comfortable with what it is, but they're starting to add few more wrinkles, which is allowing him to do different things and get comfortable with it. So, uh, you know, what I was really trying to watch this past game was the passing game. How did he throw? What kind of accuracy looks like? Um, and he's still he's just so strong, man. He just uses his arms the whole time to even throw the ball. And he's not even necessarily having to use his feet and his legs. Um, but there was that what that did get better. Had some really good footage um, of him to be able to see how he was using his his hips and his legs a little bit more to make his throws a little bit more accurate this past game. Let's go to the. Uh, defensive side of the football. We, we've all been kind of welcomed to see what Kevin Steele's been able to do with this defense. There's a lot of young players out there too. Caleb Downs is, is playing an impact. Malachi Moore's got a different role this year that just more in, you know, increasing his role. But, uh, look at, look at that defense. What do you see? Yeah. So that's another side that's also 
improve some. I was still kind of worried early on about, okay, can we really start to run? You know, we were getting gassed there for a little while. Um, and you could see youth playing out a little bit. People were really trying to formation us, if I can say that, to, you know, make a guy go the wrong direction. So a lot of times we would get some misreads, which will lead to some holes, which means that the other team was making some good calls. But when you look at the way Caleb Downs has been playing, man, it's really, 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 really good, uh, especially being in his youth and what they're asking him to do. Um, I had a, a clip where we actually had to play man-to-man off of a slot, you know, from 10 yards deep. I don't know if you know how scary that is, but that's kind of hard to do. Okay. <laughs> now, George, I mean, you've seen me. You you know I haven't lined too much up at the defensive <laughs> back spot, okay? I, I mean, if I'm going to play, I'm going to have to play in on, on with my hand on the ground, okay? And I'm not sure how well I play there. So to answer that question, no, I, I don't understand how scary it is. Yeah, no, it's, it's very scary and tough uh, what they're asking him to do. And he actually completed it flawlessly. He was you know, it's one of those ones where I just kind of salivate as a coach and as a DB going like, man, I, I, I'm, I'm in your shoes and I know this would be hard to do. Um, but, you know, but I can say that about a lot of guys, Terry Arnold, um, playing, getting the press technique, him and Kool-Aid McKinstry are being asked to play a lot of man, a lot of press, um, which they both definitely both as good as Kool-Aid was last year. Um and to me, the little weakness that he had last year was his band the band press technique ability. And he's kind of shored that up and fixed it, um, you know, when he stays in his mind. So when you put all of that together, what's going on with those big dudes up front, uh, you know, it just, it's good to see because I thought that coming into the season, I really thought their defense could be like one of the best ever, you know, thinking, all right, they're going to be talking about them like they talk about. Our team, you know, that kind of thing. Another one we got to compete with, but um, tapered that down a little bit just because, um, you know, there's still some things that that we got to get better at um, over the course of the next four or five games. Give me your thoughts on, on where would you like to see this defense improve? I mean, is there more to this ceiling? I mean, because we're, we're watching Texas A&M going, hey, that looks like a, you know, a championship caliber defense. But you, the way that you see the technician side of things, you're seeing more left of that football team that they can improve upon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm saying, don't, please don't want to get me wrong with that. I'm not saying they're not good because they are good. But I don't even think they've really kind of scratched the surface what it could be because the way that you got to have your linebackers play, particularly with the way offenses are when they uh, when they run those little flash motions behind the line, you know, and so people on the opposite side of the ball or, yeah, opposite side of the ball might end up being in man or the linebacker might have that's a false read for the linebacker where the, run, the running back is actually going away from that flash motion so you got to make you hesitate just a little um, and those are just reputation kind of, um, you know, getting the reps that will make, um, make us play a little bit better. Um, and so that, that's, it's not that we can't do it already. It's just getting the comfort that everybody's running a copycat system. So someone sees you do it to us one time. All right. We're going to steal that play and run it. And we're still getting that and we're gradually getting a little bit better so that eventually, you know, Arkansas comes in here and tries to steal some of those plays. They're probably not going to work <laughs> nearly as good because of our improvement. 
All right, I want, I want to go back. We had, um, and I don't think you played against Matt. Matt would have been at Mississippi State. But uh, Matt White does a great job on uh, his show over in Jackson, Mississippi. But he also breaks down college football, you know, from an SEC perspective. And he shared some thoughts with us a few days ago. He said, you know, when you look at offenses in college football, yeah, there's some variance in, in the way that they do things. But he said he sees more similarities. And I think you were kind of pointing to that just a second ago. Offenses, are you seeing that too, that around college football, they're running a lot of the same concepts? And he kind of tied it to the transfer portal. He said, I wonder if this is what they're doing because they're getting so many fresh faces yearly and they're kind of turning over their team pretty quick. He said he sees a lot of similarities on offenses side of the football for a lot of these teams. Are you seeing that too? Uh, yes, absolutely. They're the same. Um Play design might be a small little wrinkle in it because of, you know, how maybe how you pull somebody or what you actually kind of show. But typically you're still getting the same kind of thing. Um, they just figured out a way how to make a inside zone run, which is simple, more complex because of the way they move people, which way the motions are going. Are they moving a back at the last minute? Are they sending a wide receiver over to the fullback do something different? So they, they're all really the same play that just might look different and it might be creating a different gap. Um, so like, uh, A&M would run the inside zone. It is almost like the offset eye, but you didn't really, you don't really see that much, but it's the exact same play. But you had to account for the fullback sit there and your linebacker's going, okay. He goes out, I got to take command, I got to do, you know, all these other things, and all of a sudden they snap the ball in inside zone, same play. Um, so, uh, the offensive coordinators, man, they got it easy, man. They just sit up there <laughs> in the box, and the thing is just, ah, oh, we're going to run this play, but well, who can I send in motion, and how can I, you know, make them get in a different uh, personnel grouping? You know, we're sending in four wide, same play. Let's go 21. Same play. You just got to – the repetition on defense has to be good because now you got guys doing the same job just for different personnel. So could we see a shift back on the defensive side of the football? Because, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you guys were responsible for this back in 92, and you can go back to all the defensive teams that we've had in Alabama history. Uh, it's just kind of like, you know, our MO is, is who we are on the defensive side of the football. Could you see – defenses maybe swinging back some of that power because for several years it was all on the offensive side of the football, right? You got to score 50 to win and, and, and these things. Could you see that shift back a little bit uh, to the defensive side of the ball? I like where you're going with that. I think the, what I would say is you got to look to see what Bama is actually trying to do now because I think it's shifted a little bit with can your corners play man-to-man? Can you just say, hey, you guys got them, <laughs> you know, and the other eight or nine of us are going to try to handle this run and this inside stuff. Because if you don't have the DBs, the corners, no, it's not going to be a shift because with the RPOs and the, the opportunity, they can always throw the ball. Um, that's what makes it so difficult to stop these offenses because there's always a pass play off of it. And the way you eliminate that is to get up in their face, show man, and then the quarterback pulls that second play off. You know what I mean? Um, most of the time, or a lot of time, unless you just unless you can't physically match up. Um, if you can't cover the slot, like I said, like Caleb Downs did for 
ten yards off the ball. That that's a that's a pass read. They need to pull it, throw it. Well, he made a tremendous play. So um, I, I think so. I just repeat myself again. So if you got DBs that can cover, you can become a, a pretty dominant defense. All right, but then combine that, though. You've got edge rushers, guys like Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell, plus you can get some pressure up the middle. I mean, that's a pretty nasty combination. As you said, cover corners, you can bring more guys, but you can also drop some guys back in coverage. I mean, maybe that's why this defense is so uh, – looks great on, on on the game day. No, come on now. Have you ever got any <laughs> – I can always talk about uh... – Copeland and Curry and having that luxury having two sure. guys you get after the ball, you know, and that's the same here, you know, when you have um, the front six that can really make people do double teams, uh, let our linebackers run or get the pass rush. It is, it is so much better, so much better, and it is refreshing. And I, I think that's we're in a good spot there now. Uh, you can see the type of blitzes or pressures that we're running, the five-man pressures, which are a little bit different, getting Malachi and, you know, others um, involved with over, over uh, what do you call it, uh, overload blitzes where they, we got too many on one side. Um, it's pretty ingenious, man. Curtis uh, Steele's doing a great job, I think, um, thus far. I think it's just going to get better because the front six is starting to gel and, starting to see how they fit off each other. Uh, man, it's, it's, it's pretty fun to watch, bro. <laughs> uh, George, final question here. I got actually got two, but uh, somebody wanted me to ask you about Dallas Turner. Uh, Chris Braswell's block uh, field goal and runs it back, but then gets called back. Uh, I'm sure you've probably seen it by now on the tape. You may have saw it inside the stadium. It was uh, there was not much to it, but... Uh, that's uh, that's the new age. Can I call? Can I call BS? You can call anything you want to call it. <laughs> hey, it's it's like it's like put flags on them if you want to put flags on them. <laughs> no, I need to call BS or You know, when I was in the stadium and I didn't really, you know, I saw the motion as it was playing because I was really watching the touchdown block. Sure, the sure. Corner of my eye, and I was like, oh, that was just dumb you know i was i really had that attitude like man why did he even touch him you know this kind of thing because he really didn't need to but it wasn't a fallible offense um either and that's so frustrating um because you get to see all that when when officials can dictate a game or outcome again because that man if we score you get those seven right there the momentum is different position the scores a lot different i think we end up beating them more than we actually did you know um and more than just by 13 probably because i think it would have put a nail in their coffin so um that's we're getting soft man you know we you can't breathe on the quarterback hardly uh you know if you i don't know if you jam the wide receiver a little bit too hard it might be a problem (laughs) You know, um, so I, I have my pet peeves with that because running backs and everybody else still conduct their head, try to truck sticky. They don't get any penalty. If you come up and you try to hit them a little bit too forceful, you know, 15-yard penalty, that's your first warning for, you know, about to get kicked out of the game. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> uh, that's not cool. 
George Teague will be the Grand Marshal of the Homecoming Parade, a great ambassador of the University of Alabama that continues to give back to his alma mater. You can connect with him straight up Teague football on the Twitter account, Teague's Take on the YouTube side of things. They do it on Facebook. They do it on multiple uh, different platforms. You can find him on Twitter, Teague Football, him and JT Teague, his son, Break down Alabama football. They do an entire show dedicated to the University of Alabama. They give you some film and they show you exactly. And, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, I, I learned what a sniffer back was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, man, I got to say this, too. You know, because I'm not an early bird person, and I don't know how many of y'all actually go to the parade. But if you're thinking, if you're, thinking you're going to be struggling a little bit, y'all might as well come on and struggle with me, too, because that parade is like 7 a.m. in the morning. It's already an early kickoff at 11, and ask me, you know, I got to be set up and ready. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what kind of energy drink am I going to have or, or something <laughs> to have myself ready to be waiting? Hey, when they turn on University Boulevard and those Alabama fans, I don't care if it's 4 o'clock in the morning, 3.30 in the, in the evening, it doesn't matter. Uh, those <laughs> Alabama fans, you'll be living off their energy, and, and they'll pay the respect that you deserve. So, Well, yeah. I'm going to be looking sweet, that's for sure. I'm going to have some good looking clothes, so you better come check your boy out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, George, appreciate you, man. It's always a lot of fun. I know you're going to have a ton of fun this weekend, and uh, have a safe trip over to T-Town, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, Ryan. See Thank you, you. Thank you. George Teague helping us out, the All-American defensive back from the University of Alabama. He will be a part of the Grand Marshal of the Homecoming Parade. Will Lowry coming up in a couple of minutes. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news, only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. The Taste of Germany will return to Timerson Square this fall as Rolf's Deli and Sausages prepares to close in Northport and move south of the Black Warrior River. Former Thai tackle Isaiah Bugs is offering $5,000 for information leading to the recovery of his Corvette, recently stolen in Tuscaloosa. And we've got all the details you need to know about the timing of Saturday morning's solar eclipse, which will coincide with the Kentucky Festival of the Arts and Alabama's homecoming football game against the Arkansas Razorbacks. For the details on all these stories and more, get connected at TuscaloosaThread.com. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa, Alabama sports updates, and severe weather information, download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news and sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. Built to win. Built for championships. Rose intercepted Alabama. Built by Bama. Alabama is still Alabama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on Arkansas in an SEC showdown. Our coverage begins at 8 a.m. on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. The pharmacy at Midtown, T.J. Thomas. He's the Nick Saban of pharmacists, and if your pharmacist doesn't have an Alabama shirt on, you don't want him. 205-752-0627. Sterile compounding facility, the only sterile compounding facility here in T-Town and West Alabama. All the compounding needs, the retail side. If you're looking for a pharmacy, many of those have closed here in West Alabama, and you're looking to transfer your prescriptions, PharmacyMidtown.com. PharmacyMidtown.com. Conveniently located right there at the back of Midtown. You'll find the pharmacy at Midtown a huge part of our show. It's 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A few intervals of sunshine are possible this afternoon, otherwise mostly cloudy with a high at 72. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low at 59. And tomorrow, a cloudy day, a small chance of a shower. A high tomorrow afternoon, right around 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. National champion winning defensive back at the University of Alabama. We continue this 3 o'clock theme. We'll go to Will Lowry. We'll talk about Alabama's defense, the concepts that he sees. We'll get his analysis next. T-Town tied 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health, and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Just call Buck, 205. 205- 331-3551. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD. She's Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with a knowledgeable staff, unmatched quality and service, and she is focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. They have the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, Delta 8 products in West Alabama, and those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's CBD store. It's Sonia behind the glass. Go see her, 1110 State Street, right next to Ion Apartments. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We've got a wreck. This is on 15th Street eastbound at the Sprint Mart. That's near Edward Hiller Drive. You can expect some delays there. Otherwise, McFarland westbound heavy from Watermelon to 69. Berlin slow northbound downtown and Skyland heavy at 69. If you see other conditions folks need to hear about, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go Go see him. I'm Captain Ray. Catch Christian and Corey Miller every weekday here on Tide 100.9. Coming up tomorrow on the Miller's Edge, it is Prediction Friday. Give us a call. Give us your score prediction and keys to the game with a chance to win a Miller's Edge hat and or a T-shirt. we got a lot coming up tomorrow on the Miller's Edge. Tune in 11 to noon to hear Christian and Corey Miller break down everything from college to the pros on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama sports. Where college football season never ends. The game with Ryan Fowler. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. That's big boy football. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. This has been a theme, right? We love defense's side of the football, and we love the way this Alabama team is playing. And we're going to go right now to national champion winning defensive back at the University of Alabama under Nick Saban. Will Lowry, welcome back to Tuscaloosa. Man, I hope your day is going great. Right, what's up, buddy? Good to be back with you, man. It's good to be talking with you and just kind of picking your brain. Uh, you know, this Alabama team, they uh, 
kind of reminds me uh, a few years ago, you know, Nick Saban said, dead, buried, gone. We had to have a, you know, an air uh, ventilator to get you guys back in track. But uh, a lot of confidence around this Alabama football team going to College Station getting a win. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild uh, how the year has unfolded. You know, it's been some some real highs and some real lows um, in a short period of time, it seems like. And uh, like you say, you know, I guess the, the, the low point, obviously, being that South Florida game, it almost felt like an, a, a 2007 type game. You know, I really can't recall the last time we've played an opponent like that South Florida team where you just thought, you know, we haven't seen them be that competitive with a team that is nowhere near the top of uh, of, of the uh, of the league right now. And, uh, you know, it was pretty pretty worrying. And then in that Ole Miss game, it was like they just came out. I don't know what Coach Saban's halftime speech was, but, man, they just really seemed to have come out of that halftime tunnel uh, a totally different team and have been for the last uh, couple weeks here. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, A&M, um, an unranked team. I forget what their record is now, and you know, still only only winning by six is not. It's not like uh, you know, ten years ago where you're blowing everybody out by three or four touchdowns or, or anything. But uh, they're winning games. You know, they they really seem to be catching their stride and gaining confidence very quickly. Um, seem to have turned a corner and, and really starting to come together as a football team. And um, you know, sitting on top of the West right now and kind of still have the, the destiny in their hands. When you look at Kevin Steele, the way I mean, you played on a great defensive team, a 2011 team. I think they gave up 8.6 points per game. Do you see a lot of the same concepts that you guys ran then? I mean, can you look at a play when you're sitting there watching and go, I mean, I don't even know what names, you know, 43, robber, whatever, you know, I mean, can you look at the play and go that you know what the play is? Is a lot of the concepts the same? I wish I got to break down film that closely. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to get to watch the games now with my kids. But, uh, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, football is, is, is it, you can kind of, the, the terminology may change and, you know, the concepts that you run more often than others may change. But at the end of the day, it's still cover one. It's, it's fire zone. It's, 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 you know, all out blitz inside man, you know. A lot of the concepts say the same, and then at the end of the day, it's still Coach Saban's defense. So, yes, they're still running a lot of the same stuff. Um, and, and fortunately, like we say, that the players have really started to come on. We're starting to get pressure on the quarterback. Um, you know, Dallas Turner's starting to come into that playmaker that we've really been anticipating or hoping he would be. And Braswell's obviously coming on. Um, it just seems like the confidence is growing at a really quick rate. Um, for, for, for the defense, certainly, and also for Milrow at quarterback. Um, but, yeah, to answer your question, I mean, it's a lot of the same stuff. It just kind of depends on the matchups week to week. But they're just executing, you know. I, I will say that um, this team, the, the defense, they still giving up plays, right, you know, and, and in the secondary as well, we're still giving up some plays. You know, Arnold seems like a guy that's kind of hot and cold to me. You know, he'll kind of give up a play, but then he makes a huge play at the same time, you know, and, and been super impressed with, with Caleb Downs as everybody. You know, I mean, it's really – Really a joy to watch him play. He seems to be the total package, and and uh, and Coach Saban heaps praise on him regularly, um, and he's living up to the billing. I mean, that interception last weekend was probably the turning point in the game. I mean, that was a huge play, and certainly from a true freshman um, on the road to, to be able to make that kind of an impact on a game is, is really fun to watch. Um, but uh, but this defense has that kind of bend don't break approach. It seems like like I said, they give up some plays, but at the end of the day, they're they're stepping up in the red zone. They're keeping teams from getting in the end zone um holding Ole Miss to 10 points man that's a huge accomplishment I mean Lane Kiffin is a really great offensive mind you know you can 
say whatever you want about Kiffin. He's certainly a character, and I've I've come to enjoy him and, and his antics of poking Coach Saban and just kind of stirring the pot. I mean, he's just basically the, the anti-Christ of Saban, if you will, just got everything that Coach is not, you know. Sure. Coach will avoid a headline at all costs. Lane Kiffin seems to do anything to get one, um, and uh, it's worked out for him. You know, I mean, he's having a lot of success at Ole Miss, and I, I kind of enjoy – Watching some of the, you know, them just stir the pot and get some story, you know, get some taglines, whatever. But um, make no mistake about it, the guy knows how to coach and call plays, and 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 certainly on the offensive side of the ball. So holding that offense to ten points is a serious feat. Um, and so it, it's fun to watch this defense, like I say, really start to take hold and, and be able to step up when it matters and and uh, and get the offense the ball back. And um, man, they're they're winning. You know, I mean, Texas is a good team as we've come to see and. Um, Milrow certainly seems like a totally different player um, the last couple weeks than the one that we saw in that Texas game. Um, and so, you know, it, they're, they're getting the job done. They've really turned it around. And, uh, man, I'm enjoying watching this team. All right. And, and Will, but, but I, I got and I'm not trying to press you, but what's different about this Kevin Steele defense? I mean, are they, is it just confidence? If they, because I look back, I mean, last year's defense, and I'm not trying to go back in time, but they had probably more talent than this team. But this team is playing better. I just can't put my finger on why, other than Kevin Stills here, and maybe he knows what Nick Saban wants more than what Pete Golding knew what Nick Saban wanted. I mean, I'm just looking at the defense. I'm going, man, that unit is playing with so much confidence compared to last year where they looked lost at times. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I did not play for, for Pete, um, Pete Golding, so I kind of – and I did play under Coach Steele for a, a brief period um, and, and know him a little bit. And, and so I am very biased, of course, but I would certainly say that uh, that Coach Steele has a lot to do with it. Um, I feel like he just understands uh, kind of Coach Saban's concepts a little bit better and knows maybe in some of those more key moments and third downs and get into the goal line – you know, he's, he's, he's been there and he's done it. You know, he's kind of got the track record, the resume. He's been in the fire and, uh, seems like he's really connected with this defense and seems, you know, it's just, it all seems to be coming together. I don't think you can point at any one thing, but I, yeah, I would agree that, that Coach Steele is certainly playing a large part in it. Um, and it's helping these guys kind of get to that point. You know, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to have a, a, a great impact just immediately. You know, so let's not forget he's been gone for quite some time. He certainly up until he got hired this past off season, um, had no time with any of these guys, any of the players on the defense and, you know, the rest of the coaches in the system or whatever, whatever familiarity was there, he still just got hired into this team and to run this defense within the past year, this past off season. So um, it, it taking a couple games for maybe everything to kind of get lined up and start gelling a little bit shouldn't be surprising, I guess. But uh, it's always hard because Alabama always has, or at least since Saban's been here, and, and really historically, period, but certainly over the Saban era and, and uh, over the last 10, 15 years. I mean, the, the standard is so high. The bar is so high. The expectations are so high every year. It's basically undefeated national championship and best events in the country or what's wrong, what's going sure, on, you know. Sure. And I'm, I'm guilty of that, too. I mean, that's the standard that Coach Saban holds, you know, really, and not, maybe not those tangible results per se. Of course, it's a process for him, but that's usually the results we see if you play to the standard he holds. So, um, that's not an, an unfair thing, I don't think, but it is a little bit of a reality check, I guess. So just for them to come out and not play as well the first few weeks was a little bit surprising based on the expectations. But, um, you know, when you kind of consider Coach Steele coming here and, and uh, everybody's starting to find their feet, a lot of new starters, 
Um, Coach Steele and, and Saban getting back together, you know, taking a couple weeks to come together shouldn't be surprising, and that's what we're seeing, I think. And it's been, uh, like I said, just a ton of fun, man. These guys seem to be enjoying themselves. Um, that's what happens. You face some criticism. You face some outside noise and um, the good teams, the real competitors, the guys that care, and um, you got the right guys in the building. They're going to come together and use that as fuel and, and, and become tighter knit and, and play together, and I think that's what we're seeing. And um, we're certainly going to need it because we're coming up on the stretch run here. I can't believe we're already halfway through the season um it's bittersweet you know i wish football season was year round it's the best time of year you know the fall is coming in man this is the time and and uh but we got some good teams coming up we're about to face um tennessee lsu kentucky uh auburn and 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 coach freeze is, is the real deal too so i think that auburn is you know similarly gonna you know, see them playing better here the last couple of weeks i think he's gonna you know i fully anticipate him to get them rebuilt into a contender um and so they're, they're gonna they're not gonna be a slouch at the end of the year either so we certainly need uh this cohesion and kind of this coming together and and, and everything we needed to continue and gotta gotta keep building on this momentum um and, and see where this team can go hey will did you hear nick saban's post-practice press conference yesterday I mean, have you heard this nothing speech that he gave us? Uh, I've seen some tidbits on it. Give me, give me the, you, uh, give, me the give me the rundown. You want to just hear it? I'll play it because I mean, I'd love I, to. Okay, I want to be. I'd be very curious to see because a lot of the same messages get repeated. Okay, this was Coach Saban post practice yesterday. It's about a minute and thirty seconds long. Here's Nick Saban, and, and maybe you can help us understand this because you probably heard the same speech. This was Coach Saban following practice yesterday. Okay, y'all ready for a lecture? Yeah. Talk about the importance of nothing. You get up every day, you're entitled to nothing. Nobody owes you nothing. You could have talent, but if you don't have discipline and you don't execute, you don't focus, what do you get? Nothing. If you're complacent and not paying attention to detail, what does that get you? Nothing. So nothing is acceptable but your best. So we need to be, everything is determined by what you do and you trying to be your best so that you can build on positive performance so that, and that's that's the only thing, there should be nothing else, all right, but that, you know, for everybody. Um, so that's what we have to stay focused on. That's what we need to do. Um, and, you know, we got rained out today, so we had to go inside. And um, we, need, we, we need to not accept anything but our best in terms of what we're doing in preparation. All right. What'd you get from that, Will? Have you heard that same speech? I haven't heard that one before, but, you know, I mean, this is classic Saban trying to control the mentality and elicit the reaction and response out of his team that he wants to see. Um, you know, Coach Saban is very much a, a, an upstream swimmer, if you will, or maybe just a unique mind or approach or whatever. It's he, it's almost like he's always against the grain, right? Everybody, you know, early in the season, everybody writes the team off, and he's wanting to be positive, right? Now, over the last couple of weeks, um, everybody's starting to, oh, man, look at this team coming together just like we're doing right now, you know, kind of praising them and saying, look, they've turned the corner. They, they, they've not 
you know, they got it figured out, if you will, or whatever. Uh, and now he's, you know, he's always trying to counterbalance and kind of bring everything back to center. Um, and I think he wants to make sure that this team and, and also the coaching staff and everybody involved with the program, let's not, let's not get carried away with, okay, we beat Ole Miss and Mississippi State and A&M and, you know, now, now we're just Alabama and it's going to happen for us. He's trying to make it sure everybody is fully grounded in the fact that, what you did yesterday doesn't matter. All that matters is tomorrow you have to do your absolute best in order for them to have the kind of success that they want to have, um, both personally and uh, collectively as a team. So, um, you know, just I-, I love Coach Saban's approach and the way he's the, just the ultimate facilitator and kind of moderator and leader. Um, and, and to me, this is just uh, kind of a, a very direct way of, trying to get everyone's mentality to stay grounded in. It's one day at a time. It's do your job, you know, just classic saving. Well, and, and according to my practice source, yesterday was probably the most intense of the entire season of Nick Saban. No, not after a loss, not after, you know, playing sloppy. It was yesterday. He said it was from the time he walked on that practice field at 3.30, he said probably the first five or ten minutes, it was hot Nick Saban. Because uh, he had warned me before the the press availability, he said, "You make it that Nick Saban rant because he was warm the entire." And that was his opening comments. There was no question of that that was just what he walked into that room with his mindset. As you you said it, I mean, he's so brilliant at that. He knows when to push. He knows when to pull back. That's what makes him one of the best ever, or the best ever. Yep. And and look, this Arkansas team, there's a reason for everything, right? I mean, everything he does is so calculated. And this Arkansas team, you look at it on paper and you say, okay, well, they're two and four, and 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 they they hadn't they're winless in in the SEC. You know, they hadn't won a game in the conference yet. But if you really dive into it, I mean, they've been in pretty much every game that they've lost. And you know, they, it's not like they've lost the slouches either. I mean, I think LSU is a really good team. They can put up points with anybody. Um, as is Ole Miss. Again, that was a really impressive outing that our defense had against that Ole Miss team. I mean, really, really impressive the result they were able to to, uh, to put out there. And so, um, you know, you mess around. This this Arkansas team's got pieces. KJ Jefferson's a real football player. Um, so, and it's anybody in this league. You know, again, it just kind of goes back to you can't doesn't want anybody getting complacent with okay we've kind of had a few games of success okay uh Jalen Milrose playing better had the best game of his career this past week They're, okay that's in the past that's yesterday you know it's about today and it's about what are you going to do in this moment to have success and be successful and uh you can get beat any given Saturday and, and uh, like we're saying we got a stretch run here that we're coming down and so just continually trying to control that narrative and uh and balance out confidence versus complacency let's step outside of Alabama and I know you've you, you've touched on a few teams, but look around college football. What do you see? Well, like I said, I think that LSU is a little bit of a sleeper. Um, I think that I'm a big believer in the quarterback over there. I think they've got a good team. It's, you know, reminds you a little bit of their 19 team where they've got some really, really talented playmakers on the outside. Uh, that he's throwing the ball to. Um, again, I think that Auburn is going to. Uh, I think that Auburn is going to continue to improve over the course of the year. I've been really impressed with Georgia. You know, I, I got to say, um, winning winning a national championship is very tough as it is. Winning back to back is only been done you know a handful of times in modern college football history. Doing a if if they were to win a three peat and certainly 
with the amount of off you could not write a script of off season distractions like like Georgia has had and, and Coach Smart and that that program has had. Um, if they were able to pull off a three peat with the amount of off field distractions and turnover of talent that they've had, I would say that it would be one of the most impressive accomplishments in college football history. I really would. I mean, you know, I'm not a historian. I wasn't alive for the history of college football, but man, pulling off a three peat alone, but doing it with the amount of turnover and distractions and, and, and issues off the field that they have had. That would be incredibly impressive. So um, I, I'm really anxious to see kind of what they do the rest of the year. Obviously, they've got a little bit of a, I don't want to say a cakewalk schedule, you know, but the, 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 the stars are kind of aligning for them to continue running the table um, for the most part. Um, Ohio State, some of the, you know, Notre Dame, kind of hard to see say what they've got. Um, Florida State, I'm really impressed with this year. I really like their head coach and what they've been able to do. Um, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty interesting to see what uh what's gone down at clemson and kind of the, the the spiral over there um oregon dan laney's got a great program going um that, that I, I look i love Dion and what he's doing i don't agree with everything that Dion sanders does but uh another guy that's kind of just totally uh against the grain of what coach saban is and kind of stands for and the way he does things um it's almost the polar opposite um it's entertaining man you know i i, I love kind of uh, at the end of the day, everybody that's ever been around Dion seems to really like him. The, the, the folks in his inner circle, his players, his teammates, always seemingly have nothing but glowing praise for him. He seems to care about people, the kids on his team. Um, yeah, he's he's out there. He's outspoken. He's a little brash. But uh, it's been fun to watch, man, and I, he's not wrong. I feel like a lot of teams, if he does want to stick around and keep coaching, they better get him now because there's going to be – I'm sure they will have a – line in that transfer portal to get over to Colorado and play with, with prime time. Um, it's been fun to watch them. They just don't have the, the, the front, you know, in the trenches to compete yet with an Oregon, but um, certainly got a lot of, uh, got a lot of talent that Oregon team and, and watching them. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot going on. Uh, hey, one of my, one of my Fairhope boys down in Duke, I hated to see him go down, but they were a really fun team to watch. Um, and hopefully his injury isn't too bad, um, and he can come back and, and, and uh, continue having success at Duke. I mean, it's been a really fun year of college football. You know, this is, this is again, the best time of year, and uh, the season has been a lot of fun to watch so far, and we're just at the midway point. It's going to be really intriguing. I feel like this year, more than any other, is still just wide open. You know, any team could, could kind of get hot here down the stretch and have the chips fall their way and run the table and get to the playoff. I, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see who ends up up in that playoff this year and uh, and who can run the table once they get there uh, because there's a lot of teams that have the ability to do it right now. Hey, we'd love to be a part of that. Uh, that'd be crazy to think where this team was at a few weeks ago and possibly be playing uh, for a chance to win a national title. Will Lowry, two-time national champ at the University of Alabama. He's in real estate development down on uh, lower Alabama. You can connect with him. If you're not following Will Lowry during a game, uh, you get priceless comments like what he said about Dallas Turner and uh, not negative to Dallas Turner, but negative towards the SEC officiating. You'll love it. Uh, Will is, he's awesome. On, on I mean, the Twitter thing, he's managed that thing very, very well. So it's uh, fun to be able to uh, take his inside of play in the game at the University of Alabama and he ties it all together. So follow him, J.W. Lowry 29, J.W. Lowry 29. And uh, what do you think about that Dallas Turner penalty? What do you think about that? 
Brian, you know me, man. I appreciate the kind <laughs> words, first of all. But, uh, buddy, I wouldn't even be able to play the college game anymore. I think every tackle I made, I had my head down. You know, <laughs> tackling's about doing what you got to do to get the other guy on the ground. And, man, they have just kind of outlawed so many different ways of tackling folks. You know, I saw folks, uh, you know, up in arms over that tackle on uh, of, of uh, Monday Night Football, I think it was, with the Raiders. I forget who uh, – Marcus Peters, maybe with the horse collar or whatever, you know. Oh, he he won the game by that illegal tackle. Hey, you get him down by any means necessary. You know what I mean? You got to guard every blade of grass out there. It's just like Minka Fitzpatrick. They were questioning his integrity for the tackle. You know, you're doing what you can to get guys on the ground. You want to be physical, and uh, man, that wasn't even a physical play. The guy was pursuing the ball carrier. He's cutting him off. What do you? What more do you want? You know, it's just. I don't know. I understand player safety. I certainly do. I've got my fair share of, uh, of hurts physically on the back end of playing. Um, so I get it. But at the same time, you got to let the guys play a little bit. That was a, that was a tough one, man. That's a, that was a tough call to swallow. And thank goodness we were able to pull the game out. If we hadn't and that had gone the other way, buddy, there would be some serious controversy going on because that was a ghost of a call as far as I'm concerned. Will Lowry, always fun to be a visit with you, man. Thanks so much. We'll, we'll connect very, very soon. Appreciate you. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Y'all have a good one, buddy. You do as well. Will Lowry helping us out. Talk some college football, two-time national champion. To think about a guy that walked on at the University of Alabama and played for what is arguably the greatest defense to ever play the game, 8.6 points per game. And he walked on as a defensive back, earned a – uh, scholarship and uh, played two-time national champ at the University of Alabama. Always fun to bit a visit with Will Lowry. Brad Powers is next. T-Town tied 100.9. The home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Football. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. <laughs> Just a little bit. Brad Powers joins us next. We're going to handicap this game and a lot more of college football action. If you've got a game that you want to ask about, you can tweet it at, at us at Ryan C. Fowler. You can find me there, and uh, we'll ask about those games. We're going back to phone calls following Brad Powers. He's next. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Hi, Barry Buckner here, and I want to say what. It's the Tide 100.9 30K Workday Payday. Woo! We cash every weekday 8 to 5. Here's this hour's cash code. 237. Again, that's 237. The code is 237. Enter that code now on the Tide 100.9 app. Click on the 30K Payday button and enter the code for a chance to win $30,000. All right, we welcome you back into the game. We had George Teague, the All-American defensive back, Dallas Cowboy uh, legend out there for uh, everything that he did to T.O. Thank you very much, George Teague, helping us out. He's going to be the Grand Marshal of the Homecoming Parade. We had Will Lowry, two-time national champ at the University of Alabama. And right now we're going to a handicapper professional out in Las Vegas, Brad Powers Sports. Brad Powers 7 on the Twitter account. Brad, welcome back to Tuscaloosa. I hope you're having a great day. 
Hey, I am. Thanks for having me. Brad, it's a little different mindset in Tuscaloosa. The last time we spoke, we were nervous. Texas A&M, a lot of confidence uh, in Alabama. What did you see against Alabama, Texas A&M? Well, first and foremost, uh, your information uh, being right as far as Jalen Milrose health status certainly helped uh, on the Alabama side. And I was nervous, though, after I told you, though. I was nervous. I was like, okay, I've really got to trust these sources if if there's going to be some you know cash flying around. No, yeah, I mean, no, they were obviously good, and we saw the money pour in uh, on Alabama, uh, not not too far uh, along after our interview, uh, you know, last week. So uh, we said that was the reason why I moved to two and a half points and moved right back after those rumors uh, kind of were squashed. But you know, certainly a big road win. Uh, you know, I don't know if all the problems are fixed uh, after that one. I mean, certainly some other things, you know, continued to, to show as far as like ill-timed penalties and whatnot, but. I mean, this team's getting better, it looks like. So uh, anytime you can put together, you know, several SEC conference wins together in a row against good, solid teams like Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and then you start looking, peeking ahead the rest of the schedule, starting with this week, obviously a game that the Alabama's a significant favorite in. And you look, oh, Tennessee, that we get uh, that one at home. Uh, then, then obviously Alabama gets LSU at home, and they start to think, huh. And uh, we might be looking at uh, SEC championship games, so you don't have to get too creative. So I know you got to take it one game at a time with this year's team, but uh, I, I certainly see the reason for the optimism. When you look at Alabama, and I know the audience is going to kill me for asking this question, but they've kind of got this booger bear that, uh, you know, is, is Georgia ahead of them. You know, yeah, you got to get through Arkansas, got to get through Tennessee, got to get through LSU, Kentucky on the road, Chattanooga here. Auburn on the road, but Alabama on Georgia against a neutral field, what would be the separation of, of the spread? If you were trying to put a number on it that you were trying to see what the advantage would be, what do you think Alabama and Georgia would be? Uh, Georgia four right now. Okay. So, you know, winnable, but, uh, you know, definitely, definitely a dog. So, uh, but uh, we'll see. I mean, Georgia just finally looks like they woke up, but that's just one game for them. So uh, we'll see if they can put together consistent performances back to back together. But, uh, yeah, Georgia, you know, obviously they finally showed something and they would be a deserving favorite over Alabama by about four points. Okay. So, so Brad, when, when you look at this Alabama team, Arkansas, 19 and a half, when you look at the spread, uh, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks big, but I mean, Arkansas is through this gauntlet. At the, they're at the end of it here. Four straight losses all against physical teams, good teams. And, uh, man, I, I don't know how much left is in the gas tank uh, on Arkansas here. But that being said, I don't see it as a high value pick. I haven't bet it either side or total. Now that, looks about right to now me. That's we haven't saying seen something any. when you don't bet it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I guess I'm not alone because it opened nineteen and a half. Nineteen and a half is not a key number, so usually it's going to move off a number like that. What do I mean by that? Well, it's not you know three, seven, fourteen, twenty-one. Not not a uh, general football score. As it moved, it opened 19 and a half consensus. It's still sitting at 19 and a half. So I'm not the only one that, that, that hasn't been too, you know, anxious to, to bet this game uh, on Alabama or against Alabama here. Totals come down a little bit. I understand that. Two slow, slow tempo teams. So, um, that one I understand a little bit, but I, I didn't get involved. So, um, you're talking to a guy that's got 60 bets in, uh, already as far as size and totals, uh, on this week's card that this game wasn't one of them. So. And what does that mean? I, I think it, I firmly expect Alabama to win by 17 to 21 points. Texas A&M just got off the mat against Alabama. Now they got to load the buses and go to Tennessee. They go there as an underdog. Tennessee minus the three. Thoughts? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm laying it with Tennessee minus the three here. I like the spot for Tennessee off the bye. They get a little bit healthier. They get a key guy back on the offensive line. I'm on a wild about Joe Milton. He's too inconsistent for me. But uh, that being said, I've been impressed with Tennessee's running back uh, so far this year. Uh, A&M got, I mean, they got beat up uh, as far as the, the pass game for Alabama. Really exposed them a little bit. And I think there'll be some shots downfield. Now, hopefully Milton can complete them. If he does, I think I'm going to have a very safe ticket. I also like Tennessee's ability to get pressure on A&M. Uh, you saw Alabama do it. Tennessee's not as good as Alabama up front, but they have been able to get consistent pressure this year. So uh, it's obviously a very hostile place to play. Alabama fans know that from last year. Uh, A&M's in for a rude awakening. And then you'll you'll start to hear some, uh, you know, the, the hot seat's going to get warm on Jimbo if he gets the lost three already in the middle of October. Auburn going to LSU. Auburn uh, goes there as an 11-point underdog. Uh, tough one. I haven't bet this one yet. I mean, the, the temptation there is to bet an LSU over because that all the six games that went over by an average of 17 points per game. But uh, something tells me Auburn's going to try to slow this one down. And if that's the case, I'm going to actually take Auburn uh, again. And very similar handicap to, to a lot of this stuff that uh, this week I'm finding in a bunch of games is LSU's played a bunch of tight, close games in a row here. Uh, this is their seventh straight week. Auburn's fresh off a of bye. Give me the team that's fresh off a bye this time of year. So Auburn plus 11 for me. USC, Notre Dame. Uh, USC loads up uh, with no defense. They're 6-0. and I, I, This team, do they only just want to play the first half? Is that what this is, Brad? Uh, only want to play the first well, half? Well, they didn't show up at... They didn't show up at the start of last week's game down 17 nothing in the first 20 minutes to Arizona. So I, I, I don't know what, what's going on with this, this year's team. They're, they're pretty... Uh, I would say, you know, the Colorado game obviously was just one half of football. That they just seem, I, I don't, I don't want to use the word like uh, unmotivated, but it kind of seems that way. It kind of like a cat playing around with his toy. Uh, now they finally step up the competition. Name brand when there are trials in Notre Dame. I actually expect USC to kick it up a notch this week. I really do. And again, uh, you talk about running out of gas. Notre Dame's eight straight week uh, go, going back to a week zero game on another continent. Four straight game against a ranked opponent. Last team I want to play, if I'm starting to run on empty, is probably USC's offense. So I like SC outright here, one of my favorite bets of the week. I'll take the plus three. All right. Uh, now we go to the big game, probably the biggest game on the schedule. Oregon traveling to Washington. Both teams undefeated in the Pac-12. 230 ABC game, Washington minus the three. Yeah, just because it's the biggest game of the week doesn't mean it's the, great, the best value. I'm going to lean with Washington, though. Just because, you know, I'm going to keep it simple. I, I think I have the better quarterback in Penix. Uh, because, I mean, obviously you guys know this. I mean, Bo, road Bo Nix is a little different than home Bo Nix. I mean, that's been the story of his career. Speaking of home, I mean, Seattle is a very tough place to play, Husky Stadium. And I also think I got the better coach. Kalen DeBoer is elite. I don't think people treat it that way. But we're talking about a legit top ten, maybe top five coach in the country. So uh, because of that, I'm taking Washington. Uh Brad, uh, we seem like we're, we're looking at these Thursday night games. Uh, we do have at least somewhat of a college football. West Virginia, Houston, we had uh, games on Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Uh, any value in West Virginia, Houston, SMU, East Carolina tonight? Yeah, football for, what, 50 straight nights in a row yes. here, going all the way up to the, the night before Thanksgiving football on every single day. So I love that. Uh, got to love it. It doesn't mean you got to bet every night, though, and, and try to find value. That I'm just telling you. Uh, with that being said, I bet both games tonight. I like SMU uh, tonight. I think they get margin against East Carolina. I think SMU 
mean, obviously two losses, but they were against TCU and Oklahoma. So, I mean, I think now that they're stepping down in class, you'll start to see this team kind of show out. On the West Virginia-Houston game, I've actually, you know, this is proof of pudding that you bet numbers, not teams. I have a bet on both teams in this game. Uh, or, you know, ahead of key numbers, I, I took Houston plus six and a half. I laid two and a half with West Virginia. At the current number of three, I'm going to lean with West Virginia. They've just been the more consistent team, especially on the defense side of the ball this year. With that being said, uh, I mean, Dana Holgerson, the Houston coach, going back to his West Virginia day. So this is going to be a highly motivated game. He's very high variance. What do I mean by that? I mean, he's like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're getting from a Dana Holgerson team. Brad Powers, Brad Powers Sports, Brad Powers 7 on the Twitter account. Uh, Brad, uh, when you look ahead at the world of college football, did, did we leave, did we leave any games out that, uh, maybe we should have talked about, uh, as I look at the schedule? I think we hit most of the bigger games, but anything there that, uh, you want to add to it? I know you say all of them, but is there a game out there that stands out above the rest from, a, from a line? Uh, as far as like a best bet material, I, if that's what you're yes. getting at, uh, Let's go to, uh, let's go with a total. I really like this one. Florida Atlantic, South Florida. We're going to go over the total. It's up to 61. I still like it. Uh, Florida Atlantic's been playing some lower scoring games, but they played in the monsoon last week against Tulsa. They also played some really good defenses called Clemson. Ohio is really good at the group of five level in Illinois. So that's kind of suppressed their scoring. South Florida played Alabama's defense a few weeks ago. That suppressed their game scoring. Now the last two games in conference play high-scoring games against Navy and UAB. So I like over 61, FAU and uh, USF. BradPowerSports.com, Brad Powers 7. He puts up a lot of great information. Brad Powers 7 on the Twitter account, as he said a couple of days ago, he could fill up, I think it was 60,000. What was the majority of the stadiums? I forget the number that you put up there, but uh, uh, continue to follow Brad Powers 7 on the Twitter account. What, what, what number did you pass by the other day? I'm looking here to uh to your uh 89 i think so yeah sixty thousand followers means i can fill up 89 different fps states well i like the way that you do that because that just ties in the love of college football that you have brad powers i appreciate you man have a great week i appreciate you guys take care thank you brad powers seven brad powersports.com we'll continue with more we're taking your phone calls next t-town todd 100.9 the home of alabama crimson todd sports always live Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. The Taste of Germany will return to Timerson Square this fall as Rolf's Deli and Sausages prepares to close in Northport and move south of the Black Warrior River. Former Tide tackle Isaiah Bugs is offering $5,000 for information leading to the recovery of his Corvette, recently stolen in Tuscaloosa. And we've got all the details you need to know about the timing of Saturday morning's solar eclipse, which will coincide with the Kentuck Festival of the Arts and Alabama's homecoming football game against the Arkansas Razorbacks. For the details on all these stories and more, get connected at TuscaloosaThread.com. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa, Alabama Sports Updates, and severe weather information, download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app, never pay for your news, and sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health, and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Just call Buck, 205. 
331-3551. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD. She's Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with a knowledgeable staff, unmatched quality and service, and she is focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. They have the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, Delta 8 products in West Alabama, and those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa CBD store. It's Sonia behind the glass. Go see her, 1110 15th Street, right next to Ion Apartments. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Got reports of light rain around the area. That means turn your lights and wipers on, slow down, and be careful. I got a wreck, 359 northbound at exit 2, that's 15th Street. Another on 69 southbound, just past Telmar Drive in Northport. If you see other conditions, of course, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain. The longest running sports show in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9. Let me tell you about the wharf. If you're looking for a new pair of boots, Justin, Tony Lama, Red Wing, Georgia, Double H, Timberline, Laredo, and many, many more. How about a Wrangler, Levi Lee? You'll find those, the great jeans. Uh, you'll see our good friends right there. It is the wharf since 1976. All right, so here we are. What do you want to see? Alabama and Arkansas. We're going to open up the phone lines. We've uh, been a little bit guest heavy here. We're going to take your phone calls, 205-342-9904. We actually have two lines available. If you want to jump in, we'd love to have you. But as you look at this upcoming game against Arkansas, what do you want to see? Keys to victory. Just continue to get better, as we were talking about with Joseph offensively. Continue to get in rhythm. Build upon what you did last week. Put some things on tape, because if you open up that passing attack, and we know what Milrow can do with his speed. You get that rushing attack cranked up a little bit, more balance on the offense. That's what I want to see. Defense continue to play. And, uh, you know, who knows if Malachi Moore is going to be able to go or not. I'm sure we'll get somewhat of an update uh, there. I didn't hear an update yesterday in the press conference. I may have missed it. But uh, Alabama practicing uh, both Burnup and Malachi Moore. Uh, limited uh, there in some of the contact drills that I heard. But, uh Nothing officially from Nick Saban. So we'll take some phone calls, 205-342-9904. And let's go uh, here. And we'll go to Marty in Arkansas. Marty, keys to victory. What do you want to see Alabama and Arkansas? Hope all is well, man. All is well. I just want Arkansas to shut them out. Okay. Arkansas, they're going to shut them out, Ryan. Ryan, you know what, too? Everyone's so upset. You look at our stats and where we're at, you look at other teams and look at their record, okay? Do that. And we're 5-1 and one with those bad stats. If we had really great stats, we'd be blowing people away. So, you know what? We're just going to raise the backs. They ain't, they ain't, Ryan, I don't see why anybody's even scared of them. Have you, man, I can't wait till tomorrow morning when I get my pick. My, we, we sit down with my Razorback radio buddies and they, they'd be talking them hogs and 
Oh, God, I can't wait. And Saturday Saturday night when we blow them out 31 to nothing, hey, you know what? Those Hawks, that, that's the game. I just want to see the defense really get after the quarterback. And like you said, I want to open the passing game a little bit and have a little bit more uh, Melrose getting outside and getting down that sideline. All right. Um, and, and that will be key. But defense just continued. I mean, you heard George Teague just a couple of minutes ago. Um, hey, the defense, hey, they, defense is coming around. Defense didn't play bad in the Texas. We just had too many mistakes. If we don't have that last mistake at the end and, and, and Melrose was pressing right there, he thought he had to make a play. He would just throw it out of bounds. Regroup. We may have went down there. We would only lost twenty seven, twenty four, or went down there and scored. He thought he had all the pressure on him, and 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 now the pressure's off of him. It's a he's got the whole team around him. He's won the team. Everybody listens to him. Offensive line's getting better. They're opening little bitty holes in that. But in that second game, he had all the pressure on him. He had his. You know, he had had people looking over his shoulder. Mero ain't this. Mero ain't that. The, the Tuscaloosa News was pitting. We need a better quarterback. Callers in here were hating him. I mean, come on now. He's on. He's got that red jersey on for a reason with the with the script today. And he's our quarterback. And he's going to take us to the promised land. Wow. I, I just hate now, people hold on. that. I mean, Nick Saban wants us to be. Uh... You know, positive, but uh, not too positive. We are positive. We are. You know what? Listen, that. You know what? You should play that every day. That that speech of his before the show, because that's positive right there. Nick Saban, like he said at the beginning of the year, I really believe in this team, but I don't know about them getting to the championship. They went out to A and M, showed him, hey. We can win a championship. We just got to cut down on the mistakes and play off football like they did at A&M. And that's why he come back and said, hey, you guys, stay on the course because we're going all the way. Wow. That was his message I right mean, one, there. So one game and we've all flipped. I like it. No, Brian, you know, I like them. You told me I'm wearing my rose covered glasses in the summer. Alabama, this, uh, this well, team is. We so were all good. wearing them in the summer. I'm talking about first two or three yeah, weeks of the season. We even were not wearing we... Even at the Texas game, everybody, oh, no, I still believe this team is so young. Just like what say, this team has to grow up and it's grown up. This team is so young. We finally got some senior and some junior leadership on it. And they're teaching the young guys, hey, if you come along, get on the bandwagon like Will, that, that Tragen run, they're on the Tragen one, Tragen more, the train wide out west, get on the train, cause we're taking you all the way. The juniors and the seniors are, and they got these sophomores and freshmen starting to believe. Marty's all. I know. I like you it. Know, I, I like it. I you like know, it. You know, but, you know, but, you know, but, you know, but, you know, but hey, some of the reasons hey, when why I call you... in tomorrow, hey, when I call in tomorrow, I'll let you what the Razorback fans tell me, all right? They think they're going to go down there and cover or win. They always think so, but Razorbacks, right? That's the thing I'm, we got going on right now for, at this radio show here. We're going to put all the teams of Oklahoma and Texas in there, and I'm going to show them where the Razorbacks belong. So in the bottom four. Can you call the pigs? 
I don't call the pigs. I, I don't call the pigs. I've gone to two of their games. I don't call the hogs. No, I do not call the hogs. I do not stand up and call the hogs at all. I went to two of their games. We won. Uh, they won one. And then I went. The last time I've gone up there was when uh, Shula and, and we missed the extra point and Tiffin missed all them field goals. But it's a good place to go watch a game and go down on the strip. But, I mean, I, no, I don't call the hall. I don't like the – Ryan, I grew up here when they were really – I followed them real close when they were in Southwest Conference because Alabama was in the other conference. But now I follow them because all my friends, they always ask me, how can you – and this is what makes me mad, too. They always ask me, how can you live in in a state, in another state, and like a team in another state? They all said, how do you live in Arkansas like Alabama? Are you a jumper? I said, no, I've liked them since 1966 when I saw them in Tulane Stadium with Kenny Stabler, and I liked Roll Tide. But then I moved up north. That's like Kim. Kim's got to follow some bad college teams up there unless she gets on the Internet and watches Alabama because only one up there to halfway decent at Boston College. There we go. Well, Mark, hey, Kim, hey, Brian, let me ask you a personal question real quick, all right? A personal got, question? On the air? Well, as, I was just asking, wondering if Kim, if Kim, if Kim uh, made it to Massachusetts, oh, that's all. okay. Yeah, I, I saw photos on Twitter uh, that she had posted. Yeah, I don't, got, I, yeah, well, I, I don't got Twitter, but but uh, I saw where you got a Facebook account, so I'm going to get on that. Because that I tried calling you last night to ask you a question, but I just got your voicemail and I left it. But you live out there in the, the coming in, I saw where the time that you lived in. And I said, he probably don't got no service on his phone way out here. Yeah, the AT&T service is not great. It's uh, Yeah, I knew when I was coming in, when I was coming in, I tried to make a phone call from that little grocery store past your place. And it was hard to get through in that. But Ryan, I don't want to, I know a lot of callers want to get in. Hey, all those call, all those Alabama guys were really good. That was a good, that was a good introductory today. Well, we just, we just, yeah, we just had a lot of fun with those guys. Thanks, Marty. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Bye-bye. Uh, right back to you. We'll take your phone calls coming up. Nick, save it out the audio that you need to hear. We'll get to Tommy and Romulus. we got about 90 minutes left in the show. Uh, if you want to chime in, keys to victory. But really, more importantly, what do you want to see from this Alabama football team? Uh, also, Tuscaloosa Thread just put up a big article involving Darius Miles and uh, – I've been trying to make my way through it, uh, but it's kind of an update on from his attorney perspective. So uh, we just put it up, Tide109.com. So if you want to stay up to date, uh, Stephen Deathridge put up a big article there. Uh, lawyer shared Darius Miles' case uh, there. So uh, kind of diving into it, uh, that was posted about 50 minutes ago. Uh, defense attorneys for former Alabama basketball coach, excuse me, basketball player Darius Miles, uh, summarized their arguments and uh, kind of made a case there. So you can read more about it. I'm making my way through it. I had a couple of interviews there, but you can read more about it. Tide109.com. Tide109.com. You know, we'll never have Nick Saban. What are you talking about, Ryan? I'll explain. Three minutes away. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health, and Dental, 401K, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Just call Buck, 205. 205- 
331-3551. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD. She's Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with a knowledgeable staff, unmatched quality and service, and she is focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. They have the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, Delta 8 products in West Alabama, and those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa CBD store. It's Sonia behind the glass. Go see her, 1110 15th Street, right next to Ion Apartments. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Got reports of light rain around the area. That means turn your lights and wipers on, slow down, and be careful. I got a wreck, 359 northbound at exit 2, that's 15th Street. Another on 69 southbound, just past Telmar Drive in Northport. If you see other conditions, of course, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan, up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain. Gilmoreart.com as we celebrate special occasions, birthdays, anniversary, that Alabama fan in your life. It's DanielMoreArt.com. Christmas time upcoming. You want to celebrate that Alabama fan by visiting the website. All the great prints celebrating Heisman winners, great coaches, Nick Saban and Alabama's given us so many great moments to think about. And we talk about living rooms. Tua Tungavailoa, second and 26. Devontae Smith, Heisman Heights, Mark Ingram, Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Coach Stallings, Coach Bryant, DanielMoreArt.com. Remember the code word, the game gets a significant discount. You got to put it in the game, significant discount, DanielMoreArt.com. And we would also ask when you say, where did you hear about this? We'd ask that you would select the game with Ryan Fowler. We greatly appreciate you going to DanielMoreArt.com. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. ago, according to the New York Post, some of those call it the New York Compost, but it could be uh, one of the two. Uh, two of Pat McAfee's show's biggest guests, Jets uh, quarterback Aaron Rodgers and Alabama's Nick Saban, are both receiving money for their weekly appearances on the program. The report suggests that they're both receiving around $1 million per year for the interviews on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh Hey, Wyatt, uh, will you check and see what we have in our interview fund over there, if you don't mind? Because, I mean, if we could afford like a Nick saving $1 million, uh, that's a lot of cash. Um, wow. Nick Saban now charging for media appearances uh, along with Aaron Rodgers. That's according to the New York Post. So I, I don't know if, you know, how accurate that is. I don't know if the, this this particular uh, newspaper is uh, – I don't know. They, they, they've hit and missed on, on quite a few things. So, uh, wow. So uh, go Nick Saban. If you can get it, get it, right? Um, we're on the poor man's side of the street, so uh, we, we're, we're not able to swing that. So we're, we're going to have to uh, 
depend on the Nick Saban audio for free. Don't we get that for free, or do we have to pay him for that too? I, I think we get that for free. I just got back from checking our fund, and we are we're a little bit short from getting Saban, but I think with the good year, we can we can get it. Okay, I mean a million dollars, a million dollars. Wow, uh, Pat McAfee, go man. Aaron Rodgers, a million. Nick Saban, a million. That's uh, that's big. Uh, Pat McAfee. Uh, no doubt. Uh, he said a lot of the same things that he said at the press room, so I guess the value would be just listening to the press conference. Uh, let's go to Tim Keenan. Uh, when you look at the University of Alabama, he stepped up and played a big role for Alabama on the defensive side of the football. We're talking about keys to victory. Here it is, Nick Saban for free, Nick Saban free version. Well, the one thing it's been allowed us to do all year is, you know, Jaheim had played nose last year. All right, so his emergence as a good inside player and a good nose you know, let's just play Jaheim at, you know, five technique, and then the two of them play inside when we go to four down guys. So uh, it's given us a lot of diversity in how we can use other players. But, you know, he's played really, really well, um, been very productive, um, smart, very dependable. Uh, you can always count on him to do his job. Uh, he works hard. He gives great effort. So, um, and, you know, he, he's kind of made himself a player here. Uh, he, he's worked his way up so that, you know, he's a very, very productive player. And, you know, he could have done what some other guys do and say, well, you know, I don't, I'm not going to play that much. So I'm not going to work that hard. But this guy worked hard for every minute since he's been here to get where he's at. And it's paying off for him. All right. So there it is. Uh, Nick Saban talking about Tim Keenan and, and the flexibility that it's allowed for Jaheim Otis to slide him on the outside. And that pressure in the middle, pressure in the middle. We talked about pressure with George Teague, with Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell. And then you've got two lockdown corners and Terry and Arnold and Kool-Aid McKinnistry. It gives you a lot of flexibility the way that Kevin Steele has been able to call that defensive side of the football. Let's continue with phone calls. And we go to Tommy and Robbie. Does Tommy, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well, man. I was good. How are you? Oh, yeah, good. Good. It's a great day, man. Well, too bad you don't have Dairy Queen by you no more. I mean, for all my worthwhile worth, you can buy me an ice cream cone. Is that what your yeah. NIL should be, an ice cream cone? You're you're kind of cheap, aren't you? Well, I mean, I, mean, I don't want you to go broke. I'm well satisfied and secure, so an ice cream cone will do me fine, but you don't have the Dairy Queen that beside you no more, so I don't know. Wonder Shark, stir besides fish and, and stuff. I don't know. I've only been over there like one time. I went over to get a drink uh, a few uh, months ago, uh, maybe a year ago. and uh, I mean, I can't even get a buy one, get one free donut coupon for me so i mean good lord no wonder cam went we don't have those i know that why she went to boston i blame you i mean i think she was actually running from you probably well she never met me face to face till the last day you know 15 minutes later she's gone forever so i mean yeah well she probably was you know tommy what do you want to see saturday Keys to victory. What do you what do you want to see? I'm going to see improvement on the penalty side. I mean, if we just clean up our game, like we have what 14 penalties Saturday, and we cut them in half or 75 percent, I'm going to tell you right now, we can play with anybody in the country, and that's a scary thought. I mean, 
Alabama did, the dynasty over. But, you know, if they clean up some of this stuff and the young team, this is scary. And they know it. The other team. They know it. And some of these, they know it. If Alabama cleaned the hat up and we can get the right coach and we got Kevin Steele, Tommy Reese improve. The sky is the limit for this team and for other teams down the road. I mean, the talent's there. Will they buy in and do what they are told? Well, and in yesterday's practice, what I was hearing behind the scenes, it was sloppy. It was just kind of like going through the, hey, we're here, we're here. Uh, it it kind of made me worry a little bit. Uh, well, I mean, you criticize me for for staying focused on the task at hand. I mean, you got to stay focused. That's right. The dream is to play Georgia because the next two weeks, I'm going to say by Halloween, Georgia going to have the East wrapped up because Missouri and Kentucky going to play each other, and Georgia have taken care of Kentucky. Missouri put a beat down on Kentucky or Kentucky vice versa. Then Missouri or Kentucky will end the, that weekend with two losses in the SEC. They are the running because Georgia's not going to lose twice in the SEC. Not this year. No, I mean. Tennessee might get them, but I'm Missouri, but I don't believe they're going to lose twice. That's just my opinion. But now we need to focus on Arkansas. This team can bite you. They got nothing to lose when they come here, Sandy. They can all let it all hang out. But but I mean, Tommy. In fairness, though, that's what Alabama always gets. Fair? Yes. I mean, we always get everybody's best game. I mean, on paper, we see something, but. We always get a different team. Fair? Yeah, I mean, everybody goes, well, it's 19 and a half point in his homecoming. Ho, hum, ho, hum. It's 11 o'clock. No, it's a game. The game matters. No matter if it's 11 o'clock or 8 o'clock Saturday night, the game matters. Be focused. I'm even talking to the fans. Don't take a moment off. No other fan base does. I mean... I mean, look, what do you think Lane Kiffin and Jimbo is having a hard time? They put so much on the Alabama game. When they come up short, the pressure on them, they fall apart. Or when they get that win, what did they do the year they beat us? Went eight and four, but they beat Alabama. I beat Nick Saban. Well, whoopee-doo, one time out of six times, you are a national championship leader. No, you're batting about 12%. You won't make the major league batting 12%. You won't be in the major league for long batting 120 or whatever. No. No, you'll be in the minor league. Matter of fact, you might be in single-A ball. Jimbo might be the next coach of the Birmingham Stallions. I don't know. No, he's not that good. Oh, I know. I mean, yeah. Jimbo may be doing radio with me. We may bring him on at Tide 100.9 just to analyze football. I mean, we can't afford Nick. We we might be able to afford Jimbo. I haven't got my check for him person, uh, your buddy out in California. Torres? Yeah, Torres. He's selling yeah. basketball school uh, shirts. We're a basketball school. Well, I'll take a basketball school shirt and ice cream cone. I'm not real unreasonable. Tommy, I'm I, my ways. I appreciate you, man. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.
Roll Tide. Let's go to Jeremy in Leeds. Jeremy, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. How you doing? Good, good. I hope you are too, Jeremy. I'm doing good. Good. Uh, uh, first time caller, big time fan, you know. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jeremy, what do you think about this Alabama football team so far? I'm a big fan of uh, Jalen Milray. No, most people aren't, but I think he's got a lot of potential. And I think he's coming back. He's finally getting to know, like, about the college football atmosphere. And how's it going to be as he's a first-time every-game starter? For, uh, so that helps. And Jermaine Burton, he's been doing really well. I think he's going to be the number one receiver. And I, I'm just ready to see if they want to give Justice Hands a shot. You brought up a really good point with Jermaine Burton. If if he can be that guy that can stretch the field and be that go-to wide receiver, we're not expecting what he did last week in College Station every single week. But let's say we can get half that production. If he can be that number one wide receiver, as you say, that's be huge. Yeah. I mean, if we can get that part of the game cranked up, yep. you start kind of believing in this Alabama football team. Yep, and we can beat a lot of teams. You saw we beat the line by six points, four or six, and – a and game. No one thought we were going to do anything. They also had special teams. It's better for A&M, defense, offense. And I'm like, no, watch this. We're going to prove our point right here. And look what happened. I like it. I like it. And that, that one drive where uh, we had the the defensive, uh, it was a really good drive. I think Dallas Turner had two sacks. And then whoever number 92 is, I forgot his yeah, name. Yeah, Justin Abobe. Yeah, they bet, uh, he played really well in the game, and Dallas Turner these last two weeks has been playing really well. So I'm fine with him uh, doing all that, and our defense is coming together a little. And I think Tommy Reese is finally getting to know like the, the offense, how we want to do it here, and just getting to know how Alabama runs other than Notre Dame. You know what? That may be a really good point when you look at Tommy Reese. He is kind of learning. He was kind of feeling his way out. And, you know, it's kind of hard to do something with an offensive line that was struggling and a quarterback that was still growing as a quarterback. Receivers not stepping up. I mean, you know, he's not a, a magician, but uh, maybe yeah. he starts to. And, and maybe that's what I want to see against Arkansas, just to a continuation of what happened in College Station. Yep. Because the record doesn't always matter. You know, because Tennessee or uh, Texas A&M hasn't been having the best year ever, but they held us to six. But it's also college station. But I think if we go out and play how we played against A&M, I think we'll win probably like, I'm going to say 49 to 17. 49 to 17, that'd be a big number. I I think we would like that uh, going into the Tennessee game because, you know, we owe that bunch from Knoxville a little something uh, after last year. So. I was pretty mad. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a comfortable win. Well, and I hope uh, hope the Alabama fans, excuse me, I hope the Alabama players are a little bit mad, a little angry at last year's performance. Uh, and we take it I know out I would. The, the third Saturday of October, man. Appreciate you, Jeremy. Thank you, man. Anything else? Uh, not really. You have a great day. You do as well. Thank you. Jeremy in Leeds, Alabama, brand new caller, first-time caller, long-time listener. We thank you, Jeremy. Great analysis there. He did point out Jermaine Burton. Uh, if he can really step up. We'll go to Paul and Lincoln coming up in just a couple of minutes. T-Town Tide, 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
Coming up next on the Stingray Show. You do not want to miss the next edition of the Stingray Show because we are going to be joined by a living legend who has been reporting on the SEC and college football since the 1970s. He even has his own nickname. I'm talking about legendary Mr. College Football. Tony Barnhart will join us on the next edition of the Stingray Show to talk about the first half of the college football season and to look ahead to the second half. Tune into the Stingray Show Thursday night from 8 to 9 p.m. on Tide 100.9. Northport Power Equipment, if you're looking for chainsaw needs, if you're cleaning up those leaves or yard debris, you'll find the backpack blowers, the battery-operated tools, the Echo Outdoor Power Equipment, Crest Outdoor Power Equipment, the battery-operated tools by Husqvarna, and you'll also find great inventory on the zero-turn commercial and the residential mowers by both Skag and Husqvarna Service Department. Do that end-of-the-season maintenance at Northport Power Equipment. It's two blocks east of the Northport Civic Center since 1996. Northport Power Equipment. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A few intervals of sunshine are possible this afternoon, otherwise mostly cloudy with a high at 72. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low at 59. Tomorrow, a cloudy day, a small chance of a shower. The high tomorrow afternoon, right around 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler. Powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Sandwich, the number one sandwich across the franchise, the wonderful white barbecue sauce. How about pimento cheese? How about chicken salad? Absolutely. How about a great uh, bowl of soup as the weather continues to drop? And I don't know about you guys, but I like this uh, weather. It kind of feels like football season. Halfway through, it feels like football season. Uh, but if you're looking for daily soup specials, California-style pizza, salads, sandwiches, it's Nukes Eatery, 205 University Boulevard, 205-758-2455. Let's go to Nick Saban here on talking about the offensive line. Elijah Pritchett and also Caden Proctor and rotating. I thought it was a unique response because he talked about how, well, why are you playing both these guys? Because they've earned the opportunity. Listen to Nick Saban break down the left tackle spot. I can't answer that, to be honest with you, and I'm not trying to be facetious or anything. You know, I think both guys have shown promise, you know, when they've played. Uh, and both guys have sort of had a few hiccups, you know, when they've played. Um, but I think, you know, both guys have played well enough that there should be some consideration for them both playing uh, at some position or splitting time at one position, however you want to look at it. 
Uh, but they're both young players, so their adaptability to do multiple things is probably something that'll be a little bit of a work in progress. Okay. Okay. So when you look at Caden Proctor, Elijah Pritchett, I uh, wonder which one we'll see on Saturday. And uh, that's some of the things that they'll continue to try to work out and work uh, when you look at this Alabama football team. I don't want to squeeze Paul up against the top of the hour break. We'll take Paul and Lincoln coming up two minutes away. T-Town, Todd, 100.9, the home of Alabama, Crimson Todd Sports. Kitchen Mexican food right there in Northport. If you're looking for the great specials daily, the fajitas are outstanding. The pastures dip, the appetizers, the fried ice cream, always a great option. It is pastures, kitchen, Mexican food. Also find the food truck. And we are also now serving breakfast at pastures, kitchen, Mexican food. Stop by the McFarland Boulevard location. You can also find him in Northside pastures, kitchen, Mexican food with Pastor Garcia. It's the Tide 100.9 30K Workday Payday. Win cash every weekday, 8 to 5. Here's this hour's cash code. 742. Again, that's 742. The code is 742. Enter that code now on the Tide 100.9 app. Click on the 30K Payday button and enter the code for a chance to win titles, 145 first-team All-Americans, 76 postseason appearances, 45 postseason victories, four Heisman winners, and the greatest college football coach to ever walk the sidelines. We're getting ready for homecoming. We did that earlier with George Teague, which will be the Grand Marshal of the Parade coming up on Saturday. Uh, early morning, 7 a.m. is when the parade will begin at Coleman Coliseum and work its way down through University Boulevard all the way uh, to downtown, and uh, we'll have a lot of coverage with game day all day, but it'll be an early start. 7 a.m. is when the parade will get started. Lineup is around 5 to 5.30. I know that uh, if you're in that, 
you've probably got the official details. We had George Teague, which will uh, be riding as the Grand Marshal of the Homecoming Parade. And uh, it's always a lot of fun to put a visit with him. So we'll talk with, uh, we spoke with George Teague about that. Uh, we had Dwight Stevenson, which will be one of the honorary captains, along with his teammate Alan Gray. So uh, when you look at Dwight Stevenson yesterday, Pro Football Hall of Fame member, he'll be recognized as an honorary captain. We featured him. We also featured Will Lowry just a couple of minutes ago, 3.30. That was a lot of fun, a bit of talk with him about Alabama's defense. And uh, we've been a little bit guest heavy today, but we're right back to phone calls powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. Buy three tires. Get that fourth tire for only $1. You can schedule that service by going to TuscaloosaToyota.com. You can put in your model to see what uh, recommended tires that uh, your options, but buy three tires. Get that fourth tire for only $1. Let's go to Paul and Lincoln. We're talking about keys to victory and what do you want to see from this Alabama football team? Hey, Paul, I hope you're doing well. Welcome to the game in Tuscaloosa. Ryan, I'm just driving through Manchester, Tennessee, the home of the last duck through the hole. It is. It is. Where are you going to uh, if you're going north? No, no, I'm coming back. I, I've been up in uh, Murfreesboro. I had a had a funeral up here Ooh. to go to. Okay. So uh, that's uh, that's where I've been. But I'm I'm driving back uh, back into the to the great state of Alabama. But uh, I passed Manchester, and I thought of Ellis when I when I came through. So. Um, well, there should be a sign it, there that says uh, "Home of Ellis, Last Duck Through the Hole." It should be somewhere. I don't know where it's posted. Maybe it's in downtown, but uh, it, it 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 could be. It could be. I, I, I kind of blew through there trying to get back, but uh, but but in fairness, I mean Manchester. We know about Manchester because of Ellis. So I hope they're giving yes, us something. Yes. Yes, well, as soon as I saw Manchester on the exit sign, I thought the first thing I thought about was Ellis. Yeah. Well, you, so, know, uh, you know what stinking son of a gun lives there close, don't you? Uh, in Manchester? No, it's right there close. I mean, I'm talking about... Maryville? No, Winchester. You know where Winchester? Winchester. Yeah, you know what that is home of, don't you? Um, Cause you it see, wouldn't be Fat Phil Fulmer, would it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Ryan, listen, all, Tennessee is a beautiful state. It really is. You, you can't deny what, what a beautiful it state it is. It really is. Uh, but every time I come to, to this state, it, it, I just, I just remember how much I hate that puke orange. Every time I cross the state line into Tennessee, cause, because Ryan, there's two programs on the face of God's earth that I hate with an absolute passion, and that's the Lee County Bugs and the Tennessee Volunteers. I absolutely hate those two programs. Um, so, um, but anyway, I mean, we're, uh, I digress. What well, are, I was what just are we sitting here thinking for? about it. I mean, I can't get my hate out of my mind for Philip Fulmer. I'm right there with you. Uh, well, yeah, I just hate it. And, and Ryan, you can't, Alabama cannot beat those two programs bad enough for me. I mean, I don't want – I want maximum destruction when Alabama plays those two teams. I really do. I, I want scorched earth. <laughs> I mean, I want complete and total annihilation. That's how much and, – and, and that would still not be bad enough to me um, because I can't stand those two programs. But uh, like I said, I wonder- this is Arkansas – I, I wonder. Ahead, no, I wonder if Nick Saban's rant yesterday, or that not a rant, but message that he shared. I wonder if that had something to do because 
you know the players are looking to that revenge game. Or we hope they are. Uh, well, well, yeah, because as soon as the clock hits zero Saturday uh, afternoon in Bryant-Denny, I, I hope that team can can harken back to how it felt walking off that field in Knoxville uh, last season. And, uh, I mean, you, you, you know, you got you got seventy five thousand uh, Vol fans on the field in your face, calling you every name in the book, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it because the game's over with. That's right. Uh, so I hope I hope that uh, that is on their minds as soon as the clock hits zero uh, Saturday against Arkansas because uh, I can guarantee you it's on my mind right now. Um, but what would I like to see, Ron? I would like to see a little more creativity with our, with our running game. Um, I, I still don't think we have put pressure on the perimeter of some of the defensive we, defenses we've played uh, with the running game. Uh, I would like to see that. Uh, continue to see uh, Jalen Milrow grow as a, as a quarterback, not just a – I'm talking about a quarterback, a running quarterback, throwing quarterback, a leader – uh, he, he, he seems to be headed in the right direction on, on all phases. Uh, I'd like to see a continuation of that. And then I would, I would love to continue to see the, um, the way the defense plays hateful, you know, hateful competitors. Yes. That's, that's, uh, that's been the mark of Alabama's great defenses. And I didn't say it. You didn't say it. Nick Saban said it. He said, we had a bunch of hateful competitors and I, and I, I kind of feel like we, we're, we've got that we're in the beginning stages of some, some hateful competitors on that side of the ball. So I'd like to see a continuation of that. When you heard George Teague say that, listen, this defense can improve significantly. There's still a lot more left that they can do better. And that oh, was, yeah. a, you know, we all know that, you know, nev- no coach is going to give up and say, hey, we're done, we're done. But when George Teague said what he did and he went through the defense and he talked about, you know, what gives this defense so many options, lockdown corners and pressure allows a lot of flexibility when you're calling it. So, uh, but Kevin Steele, you've been a, you've been a life changer here in Tuscaloosa. Thank you. Exactly. We've got, we've got this week and then there's no reason whatsoever, Ryan, because we have a bye week after Tennessee. We absolutely should be laser focused on those Vols coming to T-Town, uh, the 21st, my birthday. That would be an awesome birthday present to, to Paul in Lincoln if Alabama just completely dismantles and destroys the Tennessee Volunteers when they come to Tuscaloosa October 21st. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I can't wait. But uh, we got to get through Arkansas. we got to get through Arkansas. Um, oh, I know. I know. I know. I know. I and mean, and, and, and I, I feel like they will. I mean, we, we, could, uh, we could see uh, where our – our good friend Sam Pittman could uh, be looking for a job. Not really, but could be. Well, you know, he's, he's a he's a pretty good old offensive line coach, I've uh, heard. I'm, I might trade him for the one we've got because I have not been <laughs> impressed. Uh, I haven't. Well, I mean, for everything we thought uh, Wolfer, you know, Coach Wolf was going to bring here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's been it's been it's been pretty disappointing, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean that offensive line was supposed to be a strength, and it's been a weakness. But uh, I mean, for Nick Seven to say what he did about the, I mean, we're six games into it, and he's still trying to figure out who's the best left tackle. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I thought know. his comment last night was unique. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he spoke some. He spoke volumes in just that 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 little phrase. You know, that little. Uh, you know what he said. So, uh, you know, we're, we're we're halfway through it. Let's uh, let's let's get let's get through Arkansas, and then like I said, let let's um, let's get laser focused on that puke orange when they come to Tuscaloosa. There we go. All right, Paul. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. All right, roll tide, buddy. Safe trip back home. Uh, Paul and Lincoln, let's continue with more phone calls. We're going to Jumbo. Jumbo, what do you want to see about Alabama and Arkansas? Well, I want to see a blowout. I want to see a blowout. That's what you'll... You there? Yeah, I'm, oh. I'm thinking. I don't know if you'll get the blowout. I'm not sure that's likely. Well, if they win by 20 at the blowout, I'll take that. But I'm, I'm starting early tomorrow because... Let me let me give you a word here, right quick, to your sponsors. Adams Heating truly took care of my my winterization on my AC this week. Oh, they're great. Did a fantastic job. Did a fantastic job. Been been with them for eleven years. Great bunch of guys and gals. And uh, went to Greenland. He got me some uh, barbecue pork for lunch tomorrow. And uh, I'm starting early eating hog. Okay, okay. I eat hog today. Uh, barbecue Dreamland. So. Uh... But Adams Heating and Cooling, that reminds me, I've got to do, because, you know, as temps begin to drop, you got to have that, you know, preseason maintenance. I know it's always saved us a ton of money. But uh, Richard Adams, Adams Heating and Cooling, so I appreciate you saying that. It's one of our great sponsors and uh, always does a great job for me. And uh, Richard came out to my house about the same, uh, 10, 11, 12, 13 years ago, something like that, somewhere in that range. And uh, I'll never forget it. I was I was without heat. And uh, it was cold. It was it was during the winter time, and uh, I would have paid anything to get it fixed, right? I mean, because it was just we were out, we were out of heat. Uh, we had a fireplace, but it was still cold. Uh, he came out and he fixed it with a two dollar fuse. And he charged me a small service charge, and I went, man, if you can trust a guy like that, because uh, a lot of those pieces, a lot of those places will take you to the cleaners because they know that you need right. heat, and he didn't. He charged me. Two dollars for a fuse, and then he charged me whatever you know, sixty nine, seventy nine dollar fee to come out, uh, and I was back in operation. And uh, he could have sold me whatever he wanted to sell me. He didn't do that, and he made a customer for life. And uh, we've been a good partnership here. Well, let me let me elaborate on this. Bit. Um, you know, I'm on that plan to where they come out twice a year. Yeah, me too. Charging sixty nine dollars. But the thing about it is, is they come to me with that, which let me know that they care about me as their customer. They care about my unit, and it may seem silly to some people, but it's hard to find good service like that. And they give it to you. They're very considerate, very nice when they come out here. Uh, they explain to you what all they've done, how they've done it, all that. So I'm, I'm very pleased with them. It's been well worth the money. Um, I bought my new unit through them. So if, if you need a good AC uh, company, try them. I mean, um, they won't let you down, and they'll they'll give you a fair trade. I would agree with that. They, they, they do great for uh, us, and... You know, when you build that relationship, uh, I like what their message says. You got to have someone that you can trust in the heating and air conditioning business. Certainly, you can trust Adams Heating and Cooling, one of our great sponsors. All right, Jumbo, what do you want to see uh, from Alabama against um, Arkansas? You said a shutout, but deeper than that, well, a blowout, a blowout. I'd like to see a blowout, but I'm just—I'd like to see the offense come out uh, and, of course, make make a, make a statement and uh, not let up. And defensively, I'd like to see more of what we did Saturday in the second half against Texas A&M. Um, you know, George Teague did say that uh, this team has not yet scratched the surface of what it could do to defense. 
And I believe that. Um, and if anybody would know, it would be George Teague because of the defense they had in 92. Um, so I don't think the defense is yet um, jailed, if you will. Um, and I think they got a lot more to prove. And like I said, these guys, they're seeing what their hard work is paying off. You know, they're making the big plays on offense. Defense is really kicking some tail and getting to it. And they're starting to see the fruits of their labor, and I think they want more. Uh, from the way that they talked the other day, we want to talk to them and, you know, what everybody else is, is talking to Coach Saban. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a lot more excited than what I have been, and I'm looking forward to uh, this ball game. And, and something to bark on what Tom said, if the people don't go to the game that early, I don't know why, because, you know, it, it's an early game. A lot of people don't like them. I'm not crazy about them, but still we have to go and support a team. So if anybody out there has got a couple of tickets they want to give away, Hey, get them my way. Mm-hmm. I'll go. So, anybody got some extra tickets? Jumbo's looking. Uh, Jumbo, when you when you look, look, look. well, I was looking at tickets. Tickets are are peanuts for this game. I mean, yeah. it's what Pat told us yesterday, uh, they are yeah. ooh, cheap, cheap, super cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah, uh, if you ever hear that bird outside the window going cheap, 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 no, that's me. Well, I've got a bird <laughs> outside the window, but I'm looking right here. Eleven dollars gets you in the door. Oh, crap. That's not bad. That's yeah, I mean, that's, bad. that's up there in the nosebleeds, but... Uh, oh, that's all right. You're still there, so uh, I've sat up there plenty of times. Well, you, hey, uh, how's the punter yeah. looking? Is he doing okay? I think I think he'll be a true game-time decision. So, but I'm looking lower level. Oh. I mean, there's $50 tickets down here. Yeah, that's been a long time since I sat down there. Well, actually, the LSU game when... Um, they had that big running back that was supposed to have won the Heisman. We held them to yeah, 31 Durant. carries. Yeah, 19 rushes, 31 carries. Uh, we sat right next to the city section on about the 35, 40-yard line, and that was fantastic seat. So um, I enjoyed that, but that's been a while back. But, uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind. I mean, it hurts my knee. You know, I have to be careful because of my knee. and But uh, I have to take a lot of rest. And they let me use the elevator because of the handicap. So um, I'm pleased with that. But, Hey, I just want to see Alabama go out there and, and look like Alabama bowl when that Nick Saban first got there. And everybody's saying that he's got that growl back to him. So uh, maybe we're fixing to um, do something special. That'd be nice. That'd be nice, man. Thank you so much, Jumbo. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. God bless y'all and uh, roll time. Absolutely. We've got an Elias coming up in a couple of minutes. Pat, I see you. We're coming to you as well. We're taking phone calls right here. Let me tell you about medicine or urgent care, family medicine, no appointment necessary. The super doctors who live and work in our community, medicine or urgent care, family medicine, no appointment necessary. The online check-in, medicine or urgent care.com, Northport, North River, Fayette, Demopolis, Hoover, Alabama, medicine or urgent care, family medicine, Dr. Posey, excuse me, Dr. Posey, Dr. Lovely, Dr. McGee started Med Center over three, excuse me, over 20 years ago. And uh, now when we talk about expected, the unexpected, Med Center, urgent care, family medicine. We'll continue with more of the game. Elias, we'll get to you next. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. 
The Taste of Germany will return to Timerson Square this fall as Rolf's Deli and Sausages prepares to close in Northport and move south of the Black Warrior River. Former Thai tackle Isaiah Bugs is offering $5,000 for information leading to the recovery of his Corvette, recently stolen in Tuscaloosa. And we've got all the details you need to know about the timing of Saturday morning's solar eclipse, which will coincide with the Kentucky Festival of the Arts and Alabama's homecoming football game against the Arkansas Razorbacks. For the details on all these stories and more, get connected at TuscaloosaThread.com. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa, Alabama Sports Updates, and severe weather information, download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news and sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health, and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Just call Buck, 205-331-3551. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD. She's Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with a knowledgeable staff, unmatched quality and service, and she is focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. They have the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, Delta 8 products in West Alabama, and those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa CBD store. It's Sonya behind the glass. Go see her, 1110 15th Street, right next to Ion Apartments. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Got reports of light rain around the area. That means turn your lights and wipers on, slow down, and be careful. I got a wreck, 359 northbound at exit 2, that's 15th Street. Another on 69 southbound, just past Telmar Drive in Northport. If you see other conditions, of course, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Built to win. Built for championships. Throws intercepted Alabama. Built by Bama. Alabama is still Alabama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on Arkansas in an SEC showdown. Our coverage begins at 8 a.m. on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Join the game as SEC Parlay Pick Day on Friday. It's made possible by Brian Harden Construction, a diverse business. Crane and equipment rentals up to 320-ton cranes available. The CNC machines, reverse engineering, laser cutting, specialists in modern construction. It's BHardenCONST.com. Experience you can count on. Let's build something together. The website, very informative. It is BHardenCONST.com. Brian Harden Construction, industrial contractors and fabrication, I-beam installation, Brian Harden Construction. Every Friday made possible by Brian Harden Construction. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A few intervals of sunshine are possible this afternoon, otherwise mostly cloudy with a high at 72. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low at 59. And tomorrow, a cloudy day, a small chance of a shower. The high tomorrow afternoon, right around 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're inside the game on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
That first half, I was like, okay, hold on. If Alabama slips up, finds a way to lose this game, I was dreading coming to work. But uh, I like it, hanging out with these positive Alabama fans. It's good. It's good. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I want more of it. Uh, wasn't that a song? Isn't that a song? No. Wyatt, I know you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I, I think it's a song. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just confused. Uh at times. I, very, very much so. I think I would bet on that. Uh, we'll continue. We're going to take your phone calls. We would love for you to jump in. Let me tell you about Northport Power Equipment. If you're trying to clean up those leaves or, you know, maybe it's a backpack blower. They've got some super duper backpack blowers, wet leaves, dry leaves. It doesn't matter. Uh, they got a backpack blower that will take care of all of those needs. How about a chainsaw? How about a pole saw? How about for those folks out uh, doing a little work at your greenfields? You need to trim those uh Limbs, maybe both season coming up on Saturday, opening up. Uh, you can find there all the supplies that you need, whether it's the gas, the mix, uh, the weed trimmer string. I know we've probably got a couple of more cuts before the season is done. If you're looking for some of that end of the season maintenance uh, to make sure Obertha is going to be ready to go next spring, you can do that there as well. Northport Power Equipment. Go over and see Brian and Keith Ellis. Since 1996, two blocks east of the Northport Civic Center, you will find Northport Power Equipment. Uh, let's go to Elias. Elias, get out. Whoa. All right. Uh, that was no Elias. That was no way. That was Bigfoot running nude on 69 South. So, Elias, not sure what happened, but if you want to get back in, we'll get you back in. Let's go to Pat uh, in Tuscaloosa. Pat, good afternoon. You're in the game. I am here. Man, $11. Wow. Hey. I was uh, but, in, but in fairness, though, Arkansas returned a bunch of those trips. Well, actually, I went over to the ticket office earlier today and uh, looking for those cheap seats she was talking about in the lower bowl. Hey, what none? No, no, no seats in the lower bowl. The only thing they had over there was uh, prices for students to exchange, and uh, so they were letting students exchange for lower bowl tickets. $50 for a lower bowl ticket for students. Wow. So it may be, that may have been, they may have been letting the students buy those uh, tickets in Arkansas because Arkansas, you know, Arkansas would have got a certain amount of lower bowl tickets in the corner of the end zone, sure. you know? Sure. About a band. About, I don't even think, I wonder if they're bringing their band with them. I don't know. But anyway. I know that may have been why those tickets were uh, fifty dollars for students, but they wouldn't let the general public buy. And because I went over there to try to get some, you know, you were talking about them sending them back. Well, wasn't for the general public, not not Eric the Coleman today. And uh, but anyway, well, I here well, either way, but if you if you want tickets, I mean, are you looking for tickets? No, oh, no, I got no, uh, I got good seats. I just went over. Yeah, I just I just went over to say about that getting awesome. some extra tickets. Yeah, well, extra extra tickets. I got some people coming up, and uh, I'm gonna let them fend for themselves. I mean, I, I mean, that was a good deal. Fifty dollars for a lower bowl ticket—that would be great. You know? Yeah. 
Well, you could set them in the south end zone for two twenty-five. You can set them in the north end zone for even a little bit cheaper. Uh, and, and, that, and that's where they're bringing you ice cream. Yeah, one fifty-four for north. Excuse me, north south is two twenty-five. Uh, yeah, you know why that is. The food in the south end zone is much better. All right, but I've actually I've actually been in there numerous times, and their caterer in the south end zone is superior to the north end zone. Really? Did okay. you know that? No, I did not. Oh yeah, mm. makes a big difference. And hey, and they got a little girl that bring you ice cream out to your seat to what for you do. I mean, I ain't got my kid. I mean, hey, they treat you Unlimited ice cream. That's my that's my kind of place right there. Hey, I mean, you know, we talking no Eskimo pies, man. That, uh, they don't get any better than that. But, uh, but anyway, hey, let's show what is the keys to the victory of this ball. Uh, hey, you know, I didn't put down many yards rushing for Alabama, and I, will, I hope that I'm wrong. I'd love to see us rush for 200 yards. But, again, you know, you talk, we talked about that. You know, when is the last time Alabama rushed for 200 yards? It's been a while. Yeah, and I, I don't have those numbers. I'm sorry. I know, but, but that would have been a good one to look up. I mean, because really it has been a while since we rushed for 200 yards. And, so? and it shouldn't be. Yeah. And, uh, uh, have we rushed for 200 yards this year? Uh, maybe against no one. No, I don't think we did against South Florida either. But uh, I don't think we had 200 yards against South Florida. But, uh, but, and, uh, but uh, he had a couple of long runs that our quarterback did, uh, I guess, in one of the games. We can't remember which one it was. I was looking but at anyway. the stats, Pat, and I couldn't find anything on rushing, and guess what I was looking at? What? I was looking up basketball stats. I guess I won't find it there, will I? I mean, I was. I was looking like, what in the world? I'm looking for rushing, and I typed in control fine rushing. It said zero, and I'm like, wow. Uh, then I was looking. I guess I got basketball in my mind. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, and, and I do too. I'm, I'm, uh, I can't wait to see Grant Nelson. You know, uh, I mean, uh, All right, so here we go. I got, yeah, yeah, we've rushed for over 200 yards. We got Middle Tennessee State, 205. Yeah. And then we got South Florida two oh three. Mississippi State yeah. one ninety three. So we're yeah. we're cutting this team short. Exactly. But but one but but again, and that was against two Mickey Mouse teams that we had two hundred yards. That's what I'm telling you. This this team has underperformed they they, they and then think it's because they're trying to get them to be better pass blockers, but they can't tell them to fire off the darn ball. And because they're supposed to have been able to play murder ball. Do you remember them saying murder ball? I do. I do. do you uh, not? Yeah, and you they, they really not got to that point, have they? No, sir. I mean, my, a, a, a team like South Florida, Middle Tennessee State, we should have had 350 yards rushing against those people. You know, I mean, I, it was, it was, I was beginning to wonder about South Florida if some of the rumors I heard, and I ain't going to get into the rumors that I heard, but I was ticked off. That, uh, and as well as the rest of those Alabama faithful should be too. So we, we don't even want to give that any kind of credence, but it sure did sound bad. It looked bad too. I was there and, uh, spent a bunch of money to go down to South Florida to watch them play football. Anyway, uh, so let's go back to the keys to the victory for this game. 
is for us to rush for 300 yards. If we can rush for 300 yards, if oh, we so can have our from 200 to 300. Man, 300. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd love to see us rush for 300 yards. Alabama we, fans, we you can never hold. make them happy, Alabama, Pat. Alabama needs to have two 100-yard rushers in this game. And, and I personally think if we let our running back that's not playing from Georgia touch the football, if we if we gave him 15 rushes, we'd get that 100 yards. I thoroughly believe that. I'm, I, I could be wrong. I sure would like to be proven wrong, though. You follow me? Would you not? Do you not agree with me? No, I would take. I would. I would take the other backups getting a lot of reps. Because it's a long season, let those backup guys. Yeah, get Jace McClellan some reps. But, I mean, first off, win the game. But when it's comfortable, let some of those those backup guys. I mean, we saw a little bit of what Justice Haynes was able to do against Mississippi State over in Stark Vegas. Justice Haynes is what I'm talking about. Justice Haynes, if you, I want him to if he, if he give you give him 15 carries, and if he can't get 100 yards and 15 carries, and sit him on the bench. But I, but I just, I, you know, Alabama fans always talk about how good the one is that ain't in the game, or how good the old light bulb was over top of Bryant Denny Stadium. You know, blah blah blah. We well, we don't want to, you know, it's, we're not happy with, with what's going on with the light bulb that's in the in the socket. We want to, we we want to talk about how good the old one was. Or how, or how good the one that's sitting on the bench is. And, and, and I'm just beginning to think that that one sitting on the bench is special. Do you I, think you're I, wrong? I know. I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, I was sad that we can't get him in the game. And, uh, I mean, because I wish I could save him to go back to running to what he used to do. It ain't been that many years ago. Because Coach Stevens has been with us a good while, but he used to be whoever had the hot hand got to rock. I mean, he would he would he would run numerous different running backs, and whoever had the hot hand would get to rock. And I like to see that whoever's got the hot hand go with them. And if it's McClellan, that's it may fine. Have, it may have something to do with that offensive line too. Uh, that may be one of the things that uh, it's a whole lot to do with that offensive line, and it has a whole lot to do with the way our Oh, offensive set is in the way that they hand the ball uh, straight to the side to the running back, and he doesn't get to get a good running start with the ball. He, I mean, he's starting from a dead stop, and uh, and Justice Haynes may be fast enough to be to start from a dead stop to go wide open in two steps. But you got to have with the type of running game that they've got. It just looks like that they need to have. Somebody that can make two steps and they're wide open. I like and it. And we don't seem to have that. You know, I don't know. Like, I mean, that's what it appears. Like, you know, and uh, I mean, we, we've had uh, running games before where that, uh, I mean, uh, we were lights out. And, uh, well, Todd, Pat, I'm I got to run, man. I appreciate yeah. you. Well, I appreciate you, man. Hopefully we can get in tomorrow on the trifecta. All right. We'll see. Uh, All right. Love you. Bye-bye. No doubt. Pat, we appreciate you. Cindy in Illinois will uh, take you coming up in a couple of minutes. Elias will work our way back to you. We'll wrap up the loose ends and a lot more. Coming up next, T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 
flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. football and i know just where you need to go to get the best game day gear alumni hall in midtown village shop the name brands like nike champion columbia cutter and buck peter millar southern tide onward reserve and more they have officially licensed apparel for the entire family plus hats yeti tailgating gear accessories it is truly the ultimate shopping destination for bama fans check them out alumnihall.com or in the store Alumni Hall, where Bama fans shop. Let's continue, and uh, let's go phone calls here. Let's go to Cindy in Illinois. Cindy, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Hi, everything's great, Ryan. You know, last time I talked to you was um, when I gave a score prediction for last year's LSU game. Okay. And boy, was I off. (laughs) We all were. We all were. (laughs) I have had to go cold turkey on your radio station, though, because I started taking care of my grandson, and I'm not going to multitask and shortchange him. So I catch you from like 4.30 on every day now. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, though, that I've really struggled with a lot of the naysaying that was going on ahead of the Texas A&M game. It's been very difficult for me to listen to. I mean, realistic projections and, you know, our fear that we have about this team. Um, But I'm so glad they proved us wrong. You know, I really am. It's like they they surprised a lot of people. Um, I quit listening. I quit watching the game after the interception and went out and just listened to it on the radio. And um, maybe that's what I have to do from here on out. But anyway, so uh, callers, there are some callers, I'm agreeing with you, that the callers who have been lifting everyone up have meant a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been pretty positive. I mean, I'd like to see and I think it starts with the expectations is we have a national championship expectation. I asked the question a few weeks ago if it's time for us to reevaluate that. College football has changed whether we want to admit it or not. It's hard to win a national title in the current system. Um I don't know if totally you're gonna, agree. you know if you're going to see these runs. Now I know George is doing it right now, but I, I think they're trying to manufacture that out where it's you know you got a lot of different teams competing for a championship, especially when a twelve team. Well, and also yeah, and I mean you look at like you have the committee now, you know, and the committee. I mean when it goes to twelve teams, it's going to change. I mean this is obviously the last year with four, but the committee has thought and designs that we don't agree with, that the computers wouldn't agree with. You know, for example, putting TCU in last year, you know, that kind of stuff. So it is harder. But I just wanted to say that I'm kind of enjoying being the hunter a little bit. A little you bit. Know, yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's like when you're on top for so long and you get so anxious that you're going to get knocked off the top. 
and it's been fun for me to watch this team get better week by week and to start finding themselves and to go into every game not sure what to expect as opposed to being depressed if we don't win by 30 points. I think it's a fair fair way to look at it. Um, I mean, and, and I don't think this is going to be one of those teams that is going to blow anybody out. I had submitted my prediction, and then I didn't submit the inner butt because I, I've got to think it about, okay, what's more realistic? 42 to 17 was my original prediction, but I'm like, okay, is this team really going to beat somebody that bad? I mean, it's a big number, as Brad Powers told us earlier, 19 and a half. That's a big number. Well, and it also depends on, you know, how Arkansas, obviously, how they come into this game. I feel like they may be fighting to protect their coach's job. Sure. Um, KJ Jefferson to, you know, could, to get his reputation up where it should be. He's had a hard time with not a much offensive line help this year. So he's not having the year he wants to have. So, uh, but it's just, it's going to be exciting to let it play out. I did want to say, I didn't get to, because I don't get to hear your whole show, I didn't get to hear Nerd Josh. But I saw a clip of him on his show with Daniel, and he was saying that um, Jalen Milrow is holding Alabama back. And I just who who said that? Nerd uh, Nerd Josh, our friend Nerd Josh. Oh, oh, Josh from College Football Nerds. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, they call themselves Nerd Josh and Nerd Daniel so okay. on their show. Okay, <laughs> so. okay, Nerd Nerd Josh. Well, and, and I'm a huge fan. So he said Milrow's holding said them they, back. Yeah, Milrow is holding the offense back. He said now they couldn't have beaten Texas A&M with any of the other quarterbacks on that roster. So we have to give it to him for that. But that he's holding the offense back. And I just kind of thought, okay, well, that could be true of 95% of the college teams out there. You know, and it just seems like Milrow, for whatever reason, is such a lightning rod, you know, with national pundits and stuff. And this is a kid who probably could go pro and be like Anthony Richardson, the third pick or something. We just don't know. His numbers are, his efficiency numbers are better than Bryce's at the same point last year. Um, so I just, you know, I just feel like he's catching a lot of flack. And they'll say, oh, well, he threw an interception. Well, how many quarterbacks throw an interception in a game they win? A lot of them, a lot of the top quarterbacks are throwing interceptions. So um, I'm, but, but how that just crazy kind of bothered me. Would it be, okay, because, I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, I don't think it's even close. I think Bryce is a much more talented quarterback, okay? But what it, let's just say that Jalen Milrow is able to take this team and we lead it to a national title and we hoist up number 19. Sometimes the most talented is not where it wins, right? I mean, we saw that with Bryce. We, we didn't win a national title and um, may go down as arguably one of the best quarterbacks ever play here, uh, talent-wise. Right. Right. and I'm not takes... comparing the two. No, yeah, I'm not, I, I know I, you're not. I know you're not. But, I mean, sometimes it it takes – I mean, we've won national titles with quarterbacks that are not the most talented. I mean, if you started ranking the most talented guys, uh, wow. I mean, we've done it with less quarterbacks or, or less talented quarterbacks, maybe the better word. Right, and when you see the play, and I think because we all focused on was Jason McClellan's knee down, you know, on that third down play, the critical third down play at the end of the fourth quarter. Um, when you look at the play from behind Alabama, from the Texas A&M viewpoint, and you see what Jalen Milrow was fighting off to even get that pass out, you know, that's just a component that he's bigger, he's stronger, you know, and he seems to 
to really be wanting to put the team on his back. And that that play, a lot of my friends saw the tweet that that play was on, and they were like, okay, I'm the, we're Milrow fans now. We're, we believe in Milrow because that was a critical point in the game. If he had taken a sack, at that point, we would have had to punt. But he fought off a defender on top of him and got the ball to Jason McClellan. So I just I, I just think that he's getting a little more criticism. Like, you know, after the first game, he got so much praise. It was like, oh, my God, he's the greatest quarterback ever. And then after that, it kind of like went downhill for a while. And I just feel like, you know, maybe some of the criticism of him is a little unfair um, and a little over the top. And there's a lot of focus on him, I guess, because he's the Alabama quarterback. But some people say his numbers are better than Carson Beck's in a lot of regards. Carson Beck has Brock Bowers. You know, we don't have a Brock Bowers, or we are not. We haven't made Amari Nye Black a sure. Brock Bowers right. yet. Yeah, fair enough. So it's like you know, there are some teams with quarterbacks that look really good, but they've got components around them that may be helping them. Um, I just wanted. That's all I wanted to say is I love Josh and Daniel and the work they do. I really do. But that just, I was just like, I wonder. I thought, did he say that when he was on with Ryan? No. I'm not sure he did. <laughs> no, he did. He didn't. But uh, I mean, we talked about it from an analytics standpoint. Uh, this offense, but you know, people ask me what I want to see of this game. I want to see a confirmation of last week's offense. Exactly. Exactly. So, the- and I agree. It would be nice to see a few more rushing yards. And we used to back in the old days, anything less than 200 yards a game, we would see as a failure. You know, back before we went quarterback heavy. So, um, yeah, I would like to see a few more rushing yards, um, maybe a, le- a few few less sacks would be good, you know. Um, but I think it's going to be they, 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 back to my original point that it's kind of a fun season. It's stressful, yes. Sure. But it is kind of fun, you know, because you, you're going into the game not really knowing what to expect. And my Georgia family members are all going into the game scared to death that Georgia's not going to hit the spread. You know, <laughs> got it. Got it's, it. I think it's more fun and joy. It, it, it can day. be. It can be because it's you don't ever know what to expect. But uh, uh, thank you so much, Cindy. I got to get to this break. I appreciate yeah, you calling take in. Care. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Bye bye, uh, Cindy, up in Illinois. We greatly appreciate you. We'll come back. Elias, Ellis, and Corey, Todd, one hundred point nine, twelve thirty, WTBC, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody. Coming up Friday, it's the TGIF edition of the Gary Harris Show. That means a lot of fun. Our Bama football trivia contest. Giving away another terrific Steve Skipper print autographed and signed by the artist and by Eddie Lacy. And also, Adam Amin from Fox Sports. My points, spread predictions, and more. That's the Gary Harris Show, Friday morning at 9 on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 AM on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. If you're a homeowner. Alabama Credit Union, feel good about your money. AlabamaCU.com, the mobile app makes banking so much more convenient. All the mobile deposits, many times you don't even have to go into the bank to manage your money. Whether we're talking about checking, savings, mortgage, home equity loan, financing a vehicle. And remember, Roll Tide, show your pride with the official credit card of the University of Alabama Alumni Association. AlabamaCU.com, Alabama Credit Union with great branches all over West Alabama and throughout the state of Alabama, Alabama Credit Union. 
light up those phone lines on the game with Ryan Fowler. 205-342-9904. You're inside the game on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. McFarland Boulevard, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. If you're not able to make it by for dinner tonight, which includes the prime rib, the smoked pork chop, and the Cajun shrimp Alfredo, it's lunch and dinner options tomorrow. Boom Boom Shrimp Plate, plate Chicken Club, and then also uh, Fire Roasted Wings. Uh, those are options as uh, also Saturday following the game. Be a great place to celebrate. Southern Owl House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Uh, I've got to kind of hurry it up a little bit. We've got about 90 seconds apiece. Uh, Elias, 90 seconds. Let it rip. Um, I've been trying to get in all week, but I'll go ahead and give you my thoughts on this week. Um, it almost happened last week with the defensive touchdown. I think the key this week, a defensive touchdown, uh, creating that toe over um, for defensive score. But I also want to see more creativity on offense where you know they're rushing in from the edge. Let's see the tight end screen pass or running back screen pass to let those guys come on. Hey, come on in. I'm going to invite you in, but let's dump a screen pass also, you know, have an exciting play. Uh, so that's what I'm looking for this week. Okay. It'd be nice, but, uh, you know, I kind of go back to my thing. I want to see a confirmation of Jalen Milrow. Yes. Yes. Like, and I, and I think, it, and I think he's we, improving every week. If we can get 250 and up on passing and get a balanced attack going, yes. With that defense, Elias, you better watch out. Yes, sir. And one last thing, I also need to see the offensive line continue to block till the whistle blows. That is football one on one. It's too many linemen standing around looking while yeah, the running back. I agree. I agree. Great point. Great point. Trying to bait cuts and everything like that. We got linemen looking around like, what's going on? You supposed to block somebody to the whistle blow. So that's what I got for now. Roll Tide. Thank you, Elias. Thank you. Uh, right back to you. Uh, Corey and Trustville, what do you want to see from Alabama and Arkansas, Alabama against Arkansas? Well, first of all, I got a little crow I got to eat, Ryan. Okay, hold on. Uh, Wyatt, do you have any crow left over there? Um, should be the hot key button. There should be a crow. Uh, should be some crumbs over there, if you don't mind. Uh, Corey is requesting some crow. Uh, either way, we don't have any, but... Uh, I uh, I picked Texas A&M last week, and uh, I um, I'm regretting it. But as, as you should. Case, Why did you doubt the Alabama Crimson Tide, Corey? Well, well, I didn't think our line of scrimmage could hold up, but they actually played really well, and uh, very impressed. And uh, my hats off to Jalen Milrow. Um, very impressed by the way he played. But um, I know I know this is going back to Monday, but. Got to clean up the penalties. But hopefully we've had a good week of practice. Yeah. I say hopefully. But my keys to the game Saturday are clean up the uh, – no stupid penalties, a balanced attack, and uh, just uh, um, deep defense. You know, stop KJ Jefferson. Let's do it. Let's do it. Corey, thank you, man. Roll Tide. 
Roll Tide, Ryan. Absolutely. I got about uh, 60 seconds. Oh, 30 seconds left. Ellis, what do you want to see from Alabama other than score more points against Arkansas? Minimize the penalties. Minimize the penalties. Minimize the penalties. I like that. Lord, yes. Please, please minimize. Please. And Saban said it could be fixed. Well, it ain't fixed. It ain't fixed from last year. It's still here. We're going to get out of here. We remind you that we call this program the game and the only way that you can win the big game. The game of life is to walk daily with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good night, T-Town. Thank you for listening to The Game with Ryan Fowler. Powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. On your home for Alabama sport. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.